1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the only two time PWG Battle of Los Angeles champion, King Ricochet, and you are listening to Busted Wide Open Podcast.
0: You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast, but if this is your first time joining the show, I'd like to welcome you to episode number 191. Coming to you live from the Danger Cave, somewhere in the deepest nethers of Los Angeles. I am Nick Howell. And in a week where we had a fist fight on Raw,
1: I was only picking fist fights with Nick's liver. I am Sir Ian Dangerous, (laughs) and welcome to the show. That's right, Nick is in my house. In fact, he's just right over there. So I could throw something and hit him if I wanted to, but yes. I'm not going to because I already feel kind of bad for him. How are you feeling after last night, man?
0: Uh, Next question. <laughs> uh, it's not as bad as when I was here in October. That's for sure. That's we, good. We went a little ham that night. But luckily, wow. depending on your perspective, we weren't live streaming yet, Uh, at least remotely. So Correct. they didn't get to see that one. No. I I'm a little tired today. Oh, I, I, I'm... <laughs> I would say
1: I'm sorry, but I'm not. Uh, Norm, I'm sorry about the week of wrestling that we had. We had uh, some great stuff. We got to talk about Raw today. It was actually a really solid episode of Raw. Uh, Impact had its hard-to-kill pay-per-view. NXT UK Blackpool 2. I missed TakeOver. NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2. There you go. (laughs) That's a mouthful. Yes, it is. That happened. It was great. And there's a ton of... There's so much news, Nick. I almost had a big news section, and I realized it would just be most of the show. Yeah. So all the news is going to be at the end, and there's a, there's a, a ton to talk about. So we have no time to waste. Pick your haggard hangover ass up and tell us about the the housekeeping, and we will get into this show.
0: Yes, guys, come over and join us on Facebook. It is the hub of our operation, it's where all the fun goes down. Uh, Head over to facebook.com, type in busted wide open in the search bar, and like our page and send us a join request to get in with the rest of the phenomenal ones. You will also find links pinned to the top for our Discord server where we have live chats and we keep Sheriff McDonald sane so that he doesn't have to delete spoiler posts. Uh, But we have live chats for every single show throughout the week. So you definitely want to be in on our Discord server. It's a great community that's really up and coming and growing over there. So all kinds of fans across all promotions. Live chats dedicated as well for uh, all pay-per-views. Like uh, Ian said, we had TakeOver Blackpool 2 this weekend. We had Impact's Hard to Kill. We are a little over a week away from Royal Rumble. All kinds of good stuff. So you want to make sure you're in the Discord for all of the goodness as we head down the road towards WrestleMania. Also, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at BWO Podcast, streaming live right here on YouTube at youtube.com slash busted wide open. Uh, you can find us every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern 5 Pacific, and every Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Where on Saturdays we also do our BWO patron mailbag show, which is an AMA Q&A listener questions from our patrons. Uh, dedicated to those listener questions that we used to have in the show, but now we've broken it out into its own dedicated series and show. So thank you to all of the patrons for sending in your questions every single week. And if you'd like to get in on some of that, because you're going to need to to play in the Royal Rumble patron pickums that are coming up very soon. So go ahead and get signed up for the month of January so you can participate and ask your listener questions for the rest of the month including this Saturday. So $5 a month gets you the ability to jump in for the patron Pickums for Royal Rumble, where uh, Brian Average, current champ, will yep. be defending his BWO Pickums championship uh, for the first time at the Royal Rumble 2020. But you got to be... In at least the $5 tier of patreon.com yeah, slash uh, BWO. And
1: Ex champ Andy Jessup, uh, Abraham Castillo, and myself will be looking for some serious redemption after our horrible showing last time. So it's redemption time is soon.
0: Yes. It is
1: nigh. It is Naya, in fact, Nick. And uh, if you would please reach into your bag there and pull oh. out your your portable Naya shrine, if you would. Yep. Uh,
0: one second. Um, it's going to have to be this today.
1: Um. I, even though you're in the room, I can't see you, so yeah. I'm not I'm, to wait I'm, for this, the the feed not to like catch most
0: up. That. All right. So anyway, we'll leave that sitting right there. You guys can see it. <laughs> it's real. It's it's. It, I'm not like most girls. Black. Yada yada yada. Sorry guys, I don't have a boom over here. I'm kind of having to hold my mic, but uh, it shows you just how valuable those booms can be. If any of you are into podcasting. Uh, Ian we have got a super 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 packed show I wanted to finish real quick Uh, thanks to all of our patrons that get all of in uh, all of their questions in every single week make sure you're in that $5 tier guys Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun ramping up to WrestleMania and we've got some big ideas to do for mania just a few three quick months away from where we are right now holy smokes it's hard to really fathom and just let that sink in. We're, we're three months away from WrestleMania. That
1: well, the the road to WrestleMania starts what a, a week from Sunday, two weeks from Sunday. How far are
0: we from the Rumble? I don't know what day it is. I don't a know week where from I am. Sunday. I'm at home, and I still don't know where I am. Yeah, you don't have any excuse. What's yeah? What's your I'm I'm on the other side of the country. Yeah, I was up at the crack of dawn giving a keynote presentation this morning. Yeah. Anyway, that's we just have how a I packed show am. today.
1: That's my natural state, Nick, is I don't know where I am. But I do know what I've watched this week. And you know what? The first thing I watched this week was Monday Night Raw.
0: Oh, man. We're going to start at the end and work our way backwards, I think. We had the main event, the match to end all matches, the stipulation to end all stipulations, Mm. the brand-new, first-time-ever fist fight. The fist fight. And it's like they took all of the wrestling stipulations, short of a steel cage, threw them into a blender, and we get fist fight. Yeah. That's the most creative name we could come up with was fist fight.
1: Somehow, something tells me, Nick, that they actually went backwards on this, where they said, (laughs) where Vince was like, they're going to have a fist fight. Make up what that means, and they had to like work back. Okay, well, it's a it's a fist fight. So what are the rules of a fist fight? And they had to like kind of go back and figure out what the old man meant, right? After the fact. Uh, that being said, you know what? Okay, so it's basically it's no holds barred, no DQ, uh, three on three in this particular instance. Weapons are okay, no count outs, uh, and no submissions. Uh, the only way you can win. Is if the ref says you can't answer, like you're 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 done. Like he's like you're you're down, you're out. There's no count, there's no pinfall. He's just like ah, we're done. So basically, it's the same rules as the hell in the cell that they had last year that everyone hated so much. It's just whenever the ref feels like it being done, it's done. Which to me, if they're not aware that that's exactly what their hell in a cell was, then. (laughs) <laughs> That's, then, if they were aware of it, let me put it this way if, if they were aware it's the same as their Hell in a Cell match, then they're taking the piss out of all of us. Totally. Yes. They're absolutely, they're just like, they're like oh, yeah, you guys hated this last time. Well, guess what? You're going to like it this time. Now
0: we're going to amp it up even more. and We're going to have, like, <laughs> you know, a legitimate one where we, you can't tell us we can't stop a match because we can stop a match.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're going to. Yeah. We're going to stop this match. And they did. They ended up, the ref stopped the match. But to get to talk about that, Nick, we got to set this up. Because first we had Seth in the back, really dialing into his messiah complex Monday Night Messiah thing, which is they're making a real thing. They're calling like commentaries calling him that all the time. Uh, he's he's
0: a televangelist.
1: Yeah, a little televangelisty. <laughs> Yeah, uh, is it getting a little silly for you at this point with it? Like, <laughs> how, he's, how he's kind of going over the top of it a little if bit. If they come that-
0: out and start like smacking people on the forehead and they faint and fall <laughs> over and you know doing some of that kitschy kind of stuff, I might actually really enjoy it. First of all, but that is when you know they will have jumped the shark and Seth Rollins is the new Billy Graham. Maybe that is the whole point. I don't know. Like that, honestly. I like somewhat uh, diluted
1: messianic Seth Rollins. I, I would like to see more like Raven and yes. less Billy Graham, you know, but yeah. th- th- there's already too much cult stuff going on across the, 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 uh, all of the spectrum of wrestling right now, like you know, where, where they're going right now, it's a little silly. But I'm like, I'm like, wait and see. If they go full on, like I have the power, I am Seth Rollins, and I have come here to save all you poor souls from your depraved and sad existences. I am here to show all of you other wrestlers exactly how it should be in the promised land of Seth Rollins Monday Night Raw. Now, if they do that with Seth. It'd be dumb as hell, but it could be kind of fun. And I, Seth's the kind of guy with the mouth on him that he I think could pull that off.
0: He's taking that CrossFit Jesus thing a little too seriously. What's uh, wrong with that? Uh, is, I, we've been
1: calling him CrossFit Jesus for years. Yep. Now he's he's really he's like he's believing it in it himself. I'm like, honestly, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So, um, but here's the thing: it wasn't just about this main match. It was also the fact that earlier in the show we had Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy have their third match, like uh, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, three. And the outcome was the same after a long and badass match, which the audience started off not giving a crap about, and at the end they were chanting, this is awesome. Right. Um, At the end, Murphy eats a black mass. I I think he was going for like a weak attempt at a kickout because he moved his leg, like shook his leg, and the ref was like, nope, you got a shoulder up. And they both kind of went, what? (laughs) Wait, you what? It's a black mass, dude. Right. Um, and so they, they kind of rolled with it. You could see the ref like get on his headset and be like, we're going to finish, we're going to finish. And uh, you had uh, Black set up Buddy Murphy and basically just executed him. Put Murphy on his knees, executed him with another black mass, one, two, three, uh, for reals this time. And then afterwards, Buddy Murphy crawled out of the ring and just sat looking le- dejected by the side of the ring. And he wouldn't
0: move. If you had told me that Buddy Murphy was going to be the one to kick out of a black mass... I probably would not have done it on TV, but I wouldn't have been entirely mad about it because it would have set up the execution that we saw with the second Black Mass, where he really just took him out. But, yeah. I, but do you think that this ruins the mystique of the Black Mass, no. or was this just a, a ref botcher? It's This
1: is gonna, this is a blip. No one's going to remember this. And yeah. also, like at the end of the day, even the, and the commentary, bless them too. Most of the show, they sucked, but at least here they were like, I don't know if he even kicked out on that. I, you know, that was a paper thin kick out. If anything, um, yeah. they put over the fact that you know it, it did look. If you didn't know this was fake, you would have been, you'd have thought that Murphy didn't really like he was dead, right? That first one and the second one was just execution. Like either way, that 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 move still looks great. I don't think it was a big deal. It was just <laughs> the ref's going to get chewed out. No biggie in the long run, but. Murphy outside the ring. He's sitting out there during Eric Rowan's match. Eric Rowan had a uh, another one of his matches. Uh, he beats a local talent, Joey O'Reilly, uh, and uh, you know with his cage. And at one point, like he sticks his hand in the cage, and his hand comes out bloody because something bit him or whatever. And the he the iron claws Joey O'Reilly. And the Joey, Joey has this blood all over his face, which was that was a pretty cool visual. Entire yeah. time, Buddy Murphy's sitting outside the ring, dejected. You even had um, was it Kayla who came up to him outside? Charlie, it was Charlie. Okay, Charlie came up to him outside the ring and was like, "Hey, buddy Murphy, can I get can I get a word with you?" And in the Nick, in the saddest, most pitiful little voice, like you, you and I watched Raw together. Yes, and we <laughs> we both just stopped and went,
0: "Aw, oh, buddy, no." Buddy, he, oh. just, he just goes,
1: "Not now, Charlie. Just not right now. Just not right now. Not right now." It was it was so sad, <laughs> oh little buddy, oh oh you really hurt deep. It was it was a great moment, and it fed in well to the fact that the next match was the was the main event. It was Seth Rollins and AOP versus Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and Big Show in the fist fight, and it was a, a very fun chaotic match. I don't know how many fists were actually thrown in it. It was a lot of kendo sticks and tables and uh joe and kevin owens were up on the top of the ramp with aop kevin owens running up the side of like the the back ramp there uh what would you call it the half pipe they got yeah, the, the half top pipe. pipe yeah he runs up the side and goes flying off an ascent on onto everybody else was like a s-
0: swinging
1: boulder wow <laughs> he <laughs> came a, in hot <laughs> what a what a move what a maneuver that was insane. It was great. And they um, didn't
0: do too good of a job catching it. I mean, I guess as fast. What are you going to do? As big as he is and as fast as he was going, they probably did about as good dude, as they I could would, do.
1: He would have hit the ground if he would be coming for me. I'd be like, hell no.
0: Uh-uh. You catch yourself.
1: Um, and then Joe. Joe gave a senton to one of the AOP on a table. And then Kevin Owens and, and Joe got put, they got put one through the other. Joe was lined on the announce table, and they powerbombed Kevin Owens onto him. So they're out of it. But well, now it's Big Show alone with Seth in the middle of the ring. So he's handling Seth until Buddy Murphy comes to life. Seth had been outside saying, Buddy, help us. Help us, Buddy. And Buddy was just kind of like, huh, what, what? Huh? And he, I'll be damned, he gets in the ring and gives Big Show a low blow. Of course he does. And then all four of them, AOP, Seth, and Buddy Murphy, pick the bones of Big Show uh, until there's a curb stomp and the ref calls for the match. And afterwards... All four of them pose together. Buddy Murphy looks to be the next recruit into Seth Rollins' little faction that he's starting here. Uh, Buddy Murphy, part of a main the, the main feud on Raw. And I would imagine, Nick, by extension, possibly this brings Alistair Black into the mix as well because they're going to need somebody else uh, to face off against this team. And he already has beef and history with Buddy Murphy. So possibly Alistair Black, this is speculation. Alistair Black might possibly also be involved at the top of the card. Um Yes,
0: please. Yeah, we've been saying for, I don't know, two years now that it was a kind of they were just they were camping. They were they were putting him in reserve until we could find a spot for him. And I'm not sure if um, if this is the way I would have done it, but I'm not mad at it at all. You just took Buddy Murphy Basically, after his cruiserweight reign, and he he has now been plucked from obscurity in a feud with Alistair Black that he could not get a single win, and I'm I'm trying to tie this to like religious practices in a way where they 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 look for the the fallen ones, the the wounded sheep, and they give them shelter and they take them in, and they become the most loyal, right? They're they're the most devout followers, and I'm I'm trying you know in my crazy head the way that it works that's what i'm thinking here because at the end you see buddy murphy with his hands up in the air and just his head going back and forth and like oh my god i finally found my home and all yeah this. right so you see him just and he's really really buying into this whole monday night messiah wow, thing i actually want a match yeah <laughs> so I don't know. I apologize Let's see to where it all goes. of our Australian
1: listeners. <laughs> yeah. You don't deserve that, especially with what's going on with the fires right now. I'm sorry. I will never imitate an. Australian Your accent
0: again. is not. There's some dickhead running around starting fires. Oh. It's, it's not your accent, sir. Oh, he is
1: dangerous. Oh man, <laughs> put him alone in a ring with Josh Barnett. That's all I ask. Oh. Josh Barnett and Ken Shamrock. Just just let them tag team that guy. Um. So yeah, I I I don't know about you, Nick, but I'm I'm loving all this. Yeah. I'm I'm digging all this. That was a very elegant way to get Buddy Murphy into the main event, or the like the the top of the card. Everyone that got involved in this is a blast um between Seth, AOP, uh Buddy Murphy, hopefully Aleister Black, and then of course Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe are also that's a really fun face combination that I I didn't know I wanted those two flavors together. Right. And it makes some delicious ice cream. But, th- dude, that's a lot of, like, guys that we love all doing fun stuff together and then having a, a pretty, like, what could have sucked? A fist fight.
0: That was pretty fun. That was awesome. Was chaos. Kendo sticks and tables chaos, right off show,
1: the bat. through a table. Like, yeah.
0: fuck. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> yes, right. Yes, please. Give me, feed me more. Yeah. I, I, I see you, Paul.
1: You're doing some good stuff with Raw. Uh, before we move on, of course, Rowan Shirtwatch. Rowan Shirtwatch? About. Rowan Shirtwatch. Uh, I'm I'm going to mispronounce this band's name, as, as I always do.
0: Uh, Elevati? Elevati? El Muerte. Is it El el, 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 el Muerte? What are they? Not Spanish. So this is a repeat. We've had them on the show and and on Rowan's Body before, and they are in the Rowan Shirtwatch playlist on Spotify and I believe on the Amazon one as well. Uh, That's one of the bands where I listened to one song and I ended up listening to the entire album a couple of times. It's really good. So if you haven't heard these guys, definitely go check them out. If you're into that sort of scottish viking bagpipe folk metal kind of stuff it's fantastic so definitely check them out
1: yeah um also check out drew mcintyre being a facey face coming in the middle of uh randy orton cutting a promo on aj styles aj styles coming out cutting a promo on randy orton uh and drew mcintyre interrupting them both and being like shut up guys let's fight and the kentucky crowd being like yeah All right, he's got a weird accent, but I like this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The best part about this was Randy Orton saying, and it comes out top of the show. Randy Orton pulls the curtain, opens the show, comes out and says, I've been told to come out here and excitedly, enthusiastically talk about my match that I'm about to have with AJ Styles. I'm not known for my enthusiasm, (laughs) I don't really do enthusiastic. I don't know if that was scripted or if that was Randy, DGAF, Orton, but either way, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but this ends up being a triple threat between AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. Okay, so let, let's wind this back, Nick. We just said that we had a top-level feud, AOP, Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, Big Show, uh, and possibly now Alistair Black is going to get involved as well. Meanwhile, over here we now have a three-way feud. Uh Randy, Kennedy, Kenneth, Callenback, Orton, and AJ Styles, and Drew McIntyre as the faciest of them. Like kind of you got the the AJ's full heel. Randy's kind of a tweener, and Drew McIntyre's now gone full face. Play into the crowd and everything. That that's a that's great too. Yeah. And this was a, this was a fun match as well with, with Randy Orton and A.J. Styles trading off finishers. At one point, Randy. Gave AJ Styles a, a Styles class after AJ kept trying to get the RKO off on uh, on Randy Orton.
0: Yeah, I thought this uh, was a great... Look, we both we were both like, huh? Randy's yeah. going to pull the curtain on Raw yeah. as he comes out? No, it turned out to be pretty damn good. And I, I don't know if it would have been that way without involving Drew and in sort of introducing Face McIntyre all of a sudden. And, and I'm just going to say, I'm going to call my shot now, guys. I know we're only a week or so out, but uh, Drew McIntyre is winning the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Face McIntyre Oh lord Is, uh, is winning um, the
1: Royal Rumble You know that Brock's winning it because Paul gave a spoiler Nope he's not Well I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks uh, all Let's I do say know you is
0: patrons that, and your pickems
1: Yeah well all I do All I know is that uh, uh, Drew McIntyre's Claymore is the biggest Because uh, you know, they, had, they had that little moment where <laughs> Oh Randy <laughs> Orton That's right you've got an RKO And AJ your style's clash is pretty big too But my Claymore is the biggest. All right. Hello. Hello. We're having one of those, are we? Uh, Drew McIntyre picks up the win here. Claymore's Randy Orton after he gives the uh, RKO to AJ, pins AJ. So, yeah, uh, is this going to end up? I mean, the U.S. title's off with Andrade right now. Yeah. So this is just going to be these three guys feuding. Is this going to go into the Rumble? Or are they going to have a three way match at the Rumble? What do you? I mean, where are we going with this?
0: It'll be interesting to see if they end up doing a separate match, but I could see it having an effect on the Rumble where Drew ends up eliminating both of them, and maybe they have a feud going up to Mania. Who knows? All the way to Mania. Yeah, I mean we. I mean, just off to the side, right? We, we've still got to do like Elimination Chamber and a couple of other. Yeah, a couple of pay per views in between. So we'll, look, let's keep it going. So that's what I'm saying is yes, let's keep it going, but I don't want them to have a separate match at Royal Rumble. I feel like they're we've already got that with Roman and Corbin. Both are in the Rumble and they're going to have a separate match, I think. Yeah. So that's uh that's let's not do overdo that too much. Let's make sure everybody gets a shot uh that's going to have it. We don't need to oversaturate with the same 10 superstars. On every card, especially if they're also going to be in the Rumble. You
1: say that, and yet, this is WWE.
0: <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm sorry. So I, we will I know see. they listen, but I, please don't do that. <laughs> if you're listening creative, just don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah,
1: it's not going to matter anyway because Brock will be winning the Royal Rumble. As we were informed once again when Paul and Brock came out to the ring and did a nice little bit where they wound that crowd up. Uh, Paul did his normal insulting the crowd, and then when the crowd booed him, they decided they were going to pretend like they were going to walk away.
0: Uh, we do not suck, sir, yeah. <laughs> or sirs and ladies. <laughs> He's like, all right, fine, we'll take our ball and we'll go home. And they started yeah. walking
1: up the ramp, and then they said, nope, we're going to come back. And Paul went through his whole, fir- you know, first usual part of his speech, raining, defending, undisputed, with just howls from the crowd. Oh my God, he got them! He got them worked up. That crowd wanted to to be mad at him and he gave them all the reason to be. It's probably the yes. most live a crowd has been for a Paul Heyman promo in a minute. So props to him for working him up. Um, in this segment, they give a lot of time to this segment because not only do we have like a long time of Paul working up the crowd and then doing the normal thing that he does, which is, you know, hey, Brock's going in first at the Rumble. He's going to win the whole thing. That's not a prediction. It's a spoiler, and my spoiler's never wrong because it's Brock Lesnar, and that's the truth. But as soon as he says truth... Not who should come out, but our truth,
0: <laughs> which I thought was brilliant. What
1: our truth comes out and says, "I heard you, Paul. I heard you call my name, and you know what? I'm officially entering myself and the twenty four seven seven eleven eighty six twenty five thirty two eight six seven five three zero nine i nine South in Kentucky Champion European World Heavyweight, all the stuff that he spewed out, which he was able to repeat a couple times, which was very impressive. Right. Um I'm entering myself in the Royal Rumble. And I, when I'm in the Rumble, I'm going to throw you over the top rope. I don't care if you're bigger. I don't care if you're stronger. I don't care if you know if all the things, all your accolades, but I will throw you over the top rope. Paul Heyman, yeah. <laughs> Paul and Brock are just like, what? Brock starts cracking up. Paul is sitting there looking confused. He gets angry. This whole segment was, again, our truth being used perfectly because of his comedic timing, his ability to, to, to pace a joke. Uh, the reactions of Brock and Paul was great. And, when they, and Paul's like, no, Brock's in the Rumble, you idiot. And R-Truth, uh, what, what, he called him Bong
0: Face or something? Yeah, he called him, listen, Bong Hit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, uh, I'm sure that went over in the in the bright red state of Kentucky. <laughs> I, I I, laughed. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and he says, no, Brock's in
1: the Rumble, you moron. And R-Truth said, oh, well, then let me be the first seven five309 I nine south in Kentucky champion European heavyweight champion to de enter myself in the Royal Rumble. Undeclare. Undeclare myself in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yep. Uh and then he like Brock got in his face and he started just dancing around and be like, What's up? What's up? Started doing his whole role and then of course Brock just leveled him and killed him and they left. Uh, he looked at the twenty four seven championship. We thought he was going to rip it in half like Cage did in Lucha Underground, but no, he just threw it down on him and, and walked away. Uh, like I said, they gave this segment a ton of time. Nick, should they have given it this much time? Was it worth it? Was this the kind of fun that we've been missing on Raw? Uh, I or-
0: think so. It just made me think about other stuff, like how much time were we going to give the fist fight later? Uh, yeah. Were we short on things to do this week? What about the Buddy Murphy and Alistair Black match? Where we take? Were we stealing ten minutes? from what could have added to that match. Well, you know what? I thought that match was the perfect length. I agree. It was a
1: two-segment match, and it was as long as it needed to be to get the crowd up and and, and get over. I thought there was other stuff on the show that could have been taken out. As it was, there was extra stuff on the show. It's a three-hour
0: show. A three-hour show. If they
1: want Exactly. If they <laughs> want to do this kind of stuff on a three-hour show and have like a 20-minute segment that ends up like you think is going to be one thing, and then, whoop, it's a comedy segment. Yeah. Bring it on, especially if it's this funny.
0: Yeah, totally. So like I, This was a home run to me. Th- this was all, like, there wasn't much, well, we haven't gotten to it yet. There was one thing that I just, you guys know I don't like, but this show was solid. This Raw was really, really solid. And it I, I enjoyed watching it with you for the first time in, God, when was the last time we watched Raw together? I lived in California, so that would have been at least october of 2018 so well over a year we got to watch this and react to it together and that was also uh that added to some of the enjoyment so i don't want to like go crazy and say oh my god this raw was amazing but it was Mm. actually really good that was pretty entertaining Yeah,
1: you only fell asleep once and that was because you know listen last night
0: listen we don't we don't need to talk about that anymore i'm wound up wide awake the adrenaline's going and i'm full of (laughs) caffeine and jersey mics (laughs) and all is right with the world traditions back to traditions yes
1: uh, so this was a great... So I was, what was weird, though, is on the Hulu edition, they didn't show Mojo. Mojo won the 24-7 championship. R-Truth was stumbling back up, and Mojo pinned him at the top of the ramp and got the 24-7 championship. I actually... I, I think he's still the, the champ, too. Mojo is? Mojo Raleigh. Oh, wow. Okay. I think. Cool. Because um, I, I forget if it was before or after his Mo, his Ricochet match later. He maybe lost it then. I don't know. At any rate... Was What's the John Oliver that? thing where he goes, Cool. Cool. Yep. (laughs) Uh, One thing that also was cool was Becky Lynch and Asuka with their contract signing.
0: Now, I had a prediction going into this. I did one of those, you know what would be cool? (laughs) Is if Asuka misted the contract or her hand and just like slapped it onto the contract as her way to sign it as Evil Kana. And... We didn't get too far from that. You
1: weren't far off. Uh, Mist was involved, but it didn't happen until both ladies had signed the contract. Oscar, right. of course, coming down screaming "baka, baka, baka" at uh, at Becky Lynch, calling her stupid over and over and over again, uh, and you know, insulting her in Japanese, and then sitting down and signing. Becky hesitates, thinks hard about it, and signs it. I like the fact that Becky is selling how terrifying Oscar is to her. She's selling. She's she's been putting out there that Oscar is the the best women's wrestler in the world. She's the scariest one out there. She's the only one that's ever beaten Becky. Becky is adhering to the classic tried-and-true wrestling booking trope of put over your opponent, make them look like the biggest, scariest thing ever, make them look good, because then when you beat them, it makes you look good. It
0: passes over to you, yeah.
1: Yeah. Don't make them look like an idiot coming up to your match because then you don't look that impressive for beating them. So I love the fact they're making Asuka look like a psychopathic killer. Yes. And Becky gets her the mic and says, like, actually, she's going to say something to Asuka after the signing, and Asuka just kind of smiles at her, and her teeth are green. She had and popped the
0: capsule creepy already. It's
1: well, <laughs> as creepy as hell, and then she just stands up and just sprays the hell out of Becky's face.
0: We got a nice, like, five-frame... Per second slow mo recap of that with just like
1: chunks. Yeah, it's Ew. almost like they knew she was going to do that and yeah. they had the cameras ready yeah. for it. Huh? Yeah. yeah, weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Becky sold it really well, like just like, like her eyes were b- getting burned out of her skull outside the ring. Asuka and Kyrie both uh, trapes off up the ramp and they give uh, Becky asks for a mic. They pour water in her eyes and she's outside the ring just looking haggard and, and psychologically damaged and they hand her a mic. And wow, gave what I could call a classic promo, Nick, in the sense that it didn't make much sense if you wrote it down on paper. Yeah. But the passion was there, and it was so intense, this promo. Um, And it essentially boiled down to, like, Asuka, I get it. You're the baddest-ass woman in the world. I'm sorry that they overlooked you for that. I haven't overlooked you. You scared the crap out of me. And I, you may kill me, but I'm going down swinging. Um, that was essentially the promo. And she delivered with such ferocity that that entire crowd was silent. You could have heard a pin drop. Yep. And when she was done, they were all kind of, like, shook. Like, you could see people in the crowd, like, noticeably shaken. I was. And just going, like,
0: Becky, Becky, we love you. You looked um, at me and showed well, me the goosies on your arm. I, I was I, I was wide-eyed and going, did, what did we just witness? That's going to that's going to go down maybe as one of the fire promos of of recent memory. That was freaking fantastic,
1: and yet it was it was about as like it it was a little bit, it was all over the place. Like it wasn't really, it didn't feel scripted. No, um, not necessarily in a good way because it, it was kind of all over the place. She she fumbled some turns of phrases, but, damn, I I, I didn't love it because of the intensity of fire.
0: Now, I need to cover something with you that uh, I said I was going to save for the show. Okay. Now's the time. Because we've talked about we, where, we, where I said that was after at the end of the show, we saw Seth the, the Monday Night Messiah with Buddy Murphy on one side and AOP on the other. And we said, holy uh, smokes.
1: I already here, know
0: where you're gone. Here's a brand new uh, faction. We've been saying we want factions. We've now got... The main guy, we've got the top big baddie tag team, yeah. we've got the sort of like US champ slash intercontinental champ, like, I don't want to say little guy because he's bigger than Seth.
1: Well, no, he, well bulk-wise, you know. <laughs> he's ripped, but that's taller, but I know what right. you mean.
0: And we said, we both looked at each other, and well, I think just you need said, a chick,
1: and they have a full-on, like, classic We need classic a woman, yeah.
0: and now you have someone who is the sort of face of the company, literally, and is going to have this match. She's already... Asuka was sitting there just as confident, didn't have, give zero Fs during that entire contract signing, gets one over on Becky with the mist, and then Becky just has that retaliatory promo where I'm going to go down swinging. Yeah. I think she's going to lose to Asuka. Asuka's going to take the belt, and it's she. we're going to have this sort of dejected uh, Becky Lynch figure that might run back into Seth's arms and become the female woman on the the new faction
1: well two questions well one thing first of all um while I like that idea in theory I don't think it'll happen in practice because she's a face and their number one face like in the entire company she's probably the most popular person that they have and they don't want to stone cold her so I don't think that's going to happen um but I'm not mad at the concept but why why would Becky Lynch run to Seth's arms of all people
0: are they dating or something? She's losing her confidence, losing her mojo. Why do people run to religion? Why do people run to Messiah? Oh, I see. She's just running. Right? She's just running it to him
1: because plays he's, into
0: her downfall a little gotcha, bit. Gotcha. 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 That's where I'm going with that. Okay.
1: Yeah. I, I thought you were saying, like, you knew some, like, insider information where they were, like, engaged or something. No,
0: I never know insider information. This okay. is all crazy shit that just cooks in my head. You Cause, guys cause know they Because they,
1: they would tell us if they were engaged or, or dating, right? They you're would t- tell us. Totally.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's any clauses about, like, you can't hire somebody that you're already dating or engaged or married to. Or right. If, you know, but uh, they're not doing that, though, are they? Oh, no. No, no. no. They,
1: they, they've never once mentioned when, some, when a talent is dating another talent. And they've never made it. They've never made a whole angle about two talents who are married having a problem in their relationship, right? They, no, they, never. No, no. Speaking uh, um, of talents in relationships, uh, Rusev and Lashley and Lana. Did I just say that they never do relationship angles?
0: Yeah, we're we're wrong about that. Oh, we're totally uh, off damn, base.
1: Damn, I I just haven't been paying attention, Nick. I, I guess it's yeah. I don't know where I am. What I'm doing. I don't know, up from down. And largely it's because this angle sucks so bad. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate it. It keep, Like every time I think it's going to turn around and become something good. And every time I see like a little nugget of like, well, that wasn't so bad. And then it turns around and I'm just. Uh. <laughs> so Rusev and Lashley had a match. It was a match. Yeah. Uh, that's really all I can say about it. it they went back and forth. More action
0: happened on the outside than it did... Uh,
1: they Well, they tried to have action in the match. They, yeah, they had, like I think, Lashley speared Rusev outside. That was a good It was a good spear. Fine. But ultimately, who should come stalking down the ramp but Liv Morgan, who we thought was going to be in Rusev's corner this week, but apparently they're slow playing this angle because, no, she gets into it with Lana. Londa, Lana hucks a fan's drink in Liv's lives face. It distracts Rusev. He eats another spear, gets pinned. And then we see Lana and Lashley uh, getting into it backstage with, with Charlie. They say, "Oh yeah, well, uh, we we finished off Rusev, but you know this Liv character, we got to take care of her." And there seems to be some dissension between the two of them. So next week it's going to be a mixed match challenge. Me and, La- me and Bobby versus Liv and Rusev. And we cut to Liv and Rusev, who can you know who are who are mad for some reason, and Liv says, "Oh, life's a bitch, and so am I," or something to that effect. I don't. I don't know. I don't care. This, uh, <laughs> Nick. Nick, give me a
0: reason to care. It just won't end. <laughs> it absolutely will not end. <laughs> They're getting too many hits on YouTube. They're probably selling merch. It's. You know. I, I don't. I just don't care anymore. I, I've. I've literally come full circle back to. I've gone through every emotion possible, and I'm at the point where I'm just like, it's going to happen. I just have to tape my eyes open and sit through it and fight my way past it and get to the next segment. It's just it's awful. So, it, it's you know, we're going to have to <clears throat> live through it.
1: Oh. Uh uh, uh. uh Uh. Ouch. <sighs> uh, I want you I just want you to sit in that and just think about what you've done. Yeah. Um, so yeah, th- this was this happened Luckily there's a lot of other good stuff on Raw. And this, you know, for people that enjoy this, and hey, we're not saying we're the we're the only opinion out there. It's just that's just my opinion. Doesn't do it for me. Does it for you? Cool. It happened. You can have it. Um it's why I'm glad there's a smorgasbord on these shows. We get a little bit of everything. Right. Uh, we also had uh, a whole bunch of stuff for the Royal Rumble. Ricochet had a match with Mojo Rawley. He tossed him over the top rope before he pinned him as a way of saying, look, that's in the Royal Rumble. You have to go over the top rope to win the match. Ha-ha, <laughs> see? It's kind of like the WrestleMania sign. Everyone pointed to the WrestleMania sign. Royal Rumble season, everyone's going over that damn top rope. Yep. Uh, Charlotte Flair did it to Sarah Logan. They had a match that Sarah p- promised would not be a wrestling match, and it it wasn't for the most part. It was a kind of a brawl until Charlotte got the upper hand and ended up becoming a technical match. And then she tapped out Sarah Logan and then tossed her to the top rope. Right. Uh, Andrade and Ray. Andrade cut a promo. Oh, Zelina Vega cut a promo on Ray, uh, saying that he was a scumbag and he dishonored his son. And they have a criminal report out against him for assaulting Andrade last week and taking his mask back. We're having a ladder match next week, Nick. The first time ever that the U.S. title has been, def- been defended in a ladder match since it came over to WWE. Right. Uh, Andrade versus Ray next week for the U.S. title ladder match. Put oh.
0: it in my eye holes.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, on a scale of 1 to 10, how excited are you for this ladder Eleven. match next week? Uh, yeah, so that's going to be great. And they're We're- giving it away on TV. Yeah. <laughs> something. Yeah, right? Like We're coming up on the rubble, on guys. you're not, not going to save a ladder match till the rubble. You just
0: had TLC. Could you not book this time in a t- more timely manner? Lord, three weeks ago you had TLC.
1: I wonder if there's going to be some sort of swerve with the finish. Four
0: weeks ago, I don't know Steiner math. Um, I just I listen. Nobody's going to be mad at a at two lucha legendary luchas having a ladder match over a title. Of Say course, that five times fast. Right. Legendary luchas having in a, a ladder, ladder match.
1: match. <laughs> yes. Over, with, with a lascivious lady lying on the outside of the ring somehow.
0: <laughs> yes. I, I couldn't be more excited about this. I, this is probably the thing I'm most hyped about already next week, even though we're a little over a week out from Royal Rumble, which is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. It really sets the stage for the year. Like, with brand-new season. We're in season 28 of Monday Night Raw now. Two episodes into season 28. Good Lord. 28 years, guys, of Monday Night Raw. Good lord. Oh, so yes, it's looking like with Seth's turn and the AO we're getting the AO. Listen, we're getting all the things we've been wanting. We're getting AOP. Becky Lynch is the man. Seth Rollins is turning into this heel character that is a lot better than the, the Messiah chicken shit
1: Monday one. Night, Messiah.
0: That Who? is that weird tweener where it, he makes certain people believe that it's the right thing to do and it it I'm it Uh, you know it separates crowds and all that stuff some people are going to be all for it some are going to be against it it's really good we're getting ray and andrade in a ladder match over a title guys have they turned the ship have have things turned around are we ready to give them a little bit of credit that it's funny nick
1: because remember how we crapped on smackdown last week like we were like oh man it's, it's in a rut right now isn't it strange what six months can do since they changed the creative team on both shows, kind of switched up the rosters. Now Vince is running SmackDown. Now that's his flagship show, right? And mm. SmackDown is just kind of stale and in a rut. I feel, and Raw has been kind of getting better and better. Like I've been fairly high on Raw the last few times, and that's not because I'm a I'm a I'm a bong head like like our truth. Right. I'm just saying, like it's genuinely been a good show.
0: Short of the Lashley Lana stuff, we've had the. To- <laughs> live through <laughs> the, the highest highs. Stop weeks. that. Yeah. No. The
1: highest highs, the lowest lows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's a good way to put it. Short of that whole angle and story and the wedding and the build up to the wedding and all of the stuff that we've had to go through the last six weeks, Raw has been on a pretty good yeah pretty good tear lately. i would say so above average compared to what it was a year ago if we look at it you know I agree so i i'm I'm really happy for raw i'm and i I say it I said what I said because i I, I know that we can be down on WWE sometimes and I want to make sure that when they do get it right we give them yeah. equal praise and credit for that i'm I'm really enjoying what's going on on Monday night Raw right now and i I don't know that I could have said that a year ago
1: Uh, agreed and and i feel like it has switched a little bit where we tend to be more critical of smackdown these days than raw Uh, and raw seems to be getting it more right than not i mean but again to go back what we were talking to a little bit ago look at the roster they have look how they're positioning them they're kind of getting everyone out there and letting them get their shit in um even ricochet even though he was on kind of a nothing match with mojo this week the whole match was about putting over the fact he can get a big guy over the top rope right you know what i mean so they're even putting him over. And I'm I'm, I'm starting to relax a little bit uh, about the Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy situation where for a while they're like, they've ruined him. What are they doing? Well, and now what are you going like to do with Aleister now? Come back around. What's that? What are you going to do with Aleister Black now? Have him be involved. If, if Buddy Murphy joins Seth and he's with that faction, what's wrong with Buddy Murphy joining up with uh, Joe and, and, and uh, Kevin Owens just to fight them?
0: Uh, I just started tingling.
1: Well, you hide your erection, and I'm going to talk about something else because uh, the Royal Rumble roster is now up to 17 men. you got Brock Lesnar, of course, entering number one and predicted to go all the way. You've got Rusev, Bobby Lashley, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Ray Mysterio, Ricochet, Eric Rowan, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Dolph Ziggler, Elias, and Otis and Tucker from Heavy Machinery. It's 17 guys at this point. Wow. Probably going to have a few more announced. Obviously, there's guys who who aren't in there, who I, I suspect will end up being in there. Um, do you think, like, so let, let's say they We've add- still got
0: to leave some room for some of the surprise entrance. I'm halfway expecting a Kane Velasquez uh, appearance just to confront Brock. Right. And it'll be interesting to see whether he actually comes out as a number or if it's uh, to come out and mess with him after he gets tossed out.
1: Yeah, I Who wonder knows. how how his knee is. Yeah, you know, if uh, he's, I think we if need he's to go look Because okay here's status. the thing. I'm starting to feel like Brock is going to win the whole Rumble, and he's just going to gloat and be like, cool, I'm not having a WrestleMania match. And then at some point, Kane, when he's healthy, either, if he's healthy... At the Rumble, either it's after the Rumble and Brock wins and Kane spoils his celebration or it's a little while later at the next pay-per-view or whatever. As soon as Kane's healthy, he picks a fight with Brock Lesnar and we yep. get that match at WrestleMania because, you know, God hates us all. Uh, but the thing is is that I, I feel like barring that, there's I, I hope there's a few surprises at the Rumble this year. I hope yeah. they leave some room for surprise entrance because that's always like, the most fun. If we know everyone that's coming out, eh, you know, I'd like to be surprised a little bit. Yeah. So we'll see how it gets up to. Women's Rumble is wide open. You only got Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, and Sarah Logan. Uh, Listen, been... I mean,
0: a, a week from now, you've got to make your pick about who's going to win. Are you locked in hard on Brock Lesnar at this point?
1: Yo, Paul says it's a spoiler. I, I, I'll go with history on that one. He's not wasting his spoiler thing
0: on this. Wow. I really don't think he is. I just don't see that. Ha- I don't know how that works. How does it work when the champ? We've never had a champion win the Royal Rumble. That's is probably we- why they want to do it. It like, never happened before. Is he going to wrestle time, himself? Hal. Is he going to pick his opponent like they do in New Japan? Is yeah. it?
1: Yeah, I would imagine so. And then if Kane, Kane Velasquez comes along and pisses him off, once Kane's healthy, great. He says, "Fine, I'll, I'll kick your ass again at WrestleMania." Kane, and Kane goes, "No, you won't." And he kicks Brock Lesnar's ass at WrestleMania. There you go. Bada boom, bada bang. Uh, and that's why Kane laid down for him in Saudi Arabia.
0: i okay so anyway
1: that is raw nick (laughs) we'll give our picks on the rumble next week because lord it's coming soon and it's gonna be it's gonna be a bloodbath lord (laughs) of mercy the rumble is always a bloodbath yes because of how unpredictable it can be. Around this time of year, it's a lot of things up in the air and unpredictable. So ooh, I'm already scared. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already I'm already, as you as you say, tingling all over. But Nick, we have plenty more to talk about. Let's head on over and talk about NXT UK takeover Blackpool Two.
0: Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Speaking of tingling. Gotcha. <clears throat> Uh, I need to talk to you about NXT UK Takeover Blackpool 2. What do you need to talk about? Holy smokes! Did it over deliver? I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was solid. It was fan freaking tastic. It was very much solid. And some of the matches that I going into it was not expecting to deliver over delivered AF. So lots to discuss here. But let's let's run down things first, and I'll I'll jump in and let you know where I was really surprised uh, as we go through it.
1: All right. So let's start off with uh, Eddie Dennis versus Trent Seven to, to open the show. And uh, I, I'm not going to lie, this one underwhelmed me a little bit. It did. This is one of those that was like, okay, it was fine. Yeah, it's fine. Kind of a TV match. Yeah. Kind of a TV match. There, the problem was a lot of these matches, well, there's only five matches, but I, I thought a lot of these didn't really have great build. And this was, is this was one that really suffered from that, where it was just kind of an Eddie Dennis' back after injury. He wants to get revenge on Trent Seven, Trent Seven, for kind of like leaving him in his wake, and he did. He beat Trent Seven, and that was that. It was basically a way of showing showing that Dennis is an asshole heel, uh, and now you know he can beat Trent Seven, and he's back. It's just it's basically just a way to get Dennis over. And I'm like, well, why didn't you do that on TV? So a little bit of an issue with that, uh, but hey, you know, exposed turnbuckle takes out Trent Seven.
0: He and literally it hit it, too. He had a giant knot on his head that was uh, opened up a little bit.
1: Yep. Just wow. I, I always respect when, when a guy goes right in and doesn't like try to you know, pull back and fakes it. Right. Like, Go into it, man. Yeah. Make it look good. Um, so that at least was good. But uh, good
0: to see Dennis get the win here. I don't think I think he needed it coming back from oh, yeah, the injury absolutely. to yeah. pop him back in uh, right where he left off before he got injured. Uh, Trent can take the loss, not a big deal. He but is why the, here? that that audience was live for for Trent Seven the, when the he the came whole out. Show they oh were yeah, lit. And what a beautiful venue too. Oh, I mean, just that Blackpool That's, venue is absurd, man, with the giant chandeliers and yeah. everything. Uh, holy smokes! It's that in Royal Albert Hall. Why does oh. why why do they have just the most amazing venues in the UK? And we get like basketball arenas uh
1: history yeah <laughs> and culture uh i don't know yeah uh but next we had i nick i know this is when you say you were tingling uh i wanted to just hustle along get right to this match so i didn't want to leave you in suspense kaylee ray defending her women's championship against tony storm and and piper niven was there too so uh what did you go ahead <sighs> tell me tell me how you feel. <laughs>
0: Uh, this match Kaylee Ray is a damn monster. I just want to put that on the out there as just we saw what she did at War Games. She was the MVP of War Games. She took all the big hits and she's the tiniest person that was in there. Yeah. Kaylee Ray was taking some bumps in this match that I've never seen a girl of her size. She had big old Piper Niven coming out in a sideways tope crossbody and she took it full like the full thing just onto the onto the mat beside the ring. Good Lord. And this, and then there was one... Tony had Piper Niven pinned, and she takes a header off the top rope from across the ring. It looked like she almost broke her neck. Yeah. Oh. But, oh, my God, man. Yes, of course, Tony looked fantastic. They, all these women looked fantastic. Tony even had a move where she did the Piper move where it was the, the sideways tope come running out. But, man, how good does Kaylee Ray look? She... she she can she go. Promos well. She can go in the ring. Yeah. She's got the swagger and the badass walk down. Liz, I am not mad. I was pissed when Tony dropped the belt uh, to Kaylee Ray last year. Feeling a little better about it now. Not mad at it anymore. All right? She's she's legit. She's but are you the real are deal. you mad
1: that Tony didn't win it back here? I mean, I know it might have made Kaylee Ray look like a little bit like a transitional champ. Um, Do you think that she should have retained here? Like this is this is was this okay? Like she kind of stole she kind of stole the win too. Like Tony uh, Frog splashed uh, Piper, and then Kayla Ray kind of snuck in and 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 got the pin on Piper Niven, which I thought was interesting because either at some point you're going to give it back to Tony, or you got to build Piper back up now. So that was kind of a weird choice.
0: Yeah, I think Piper had a really quick build up after her bout with Bell's palsy, she got a real quick buildup to be thrown out there uh, to, for the title. Well, she actually got the
1: buildup, then got Bell's palsy, That's right. and then wrestled this match, and it which seemed to be fine.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't even notice that there... I mean, it's a, it's a nerve thing, right? We all yeah. know that from JR, but uh, it's... <laughs> I, I don't know that it... I think Piper looked fantastic in the match. They gave her and Tony a lot of time. She didn't have a lot of time to work with Kaylee Ray. She had that one big spot... Uh, uh out the crossbody out onto Kaylee Ray but it was mostly Tony and Piper in the ring yeah. working while Kaylee Ray was selling outside so i i feel like there's more for piper to do here and i do think that we've seen hints that tony's going to be coming to NXT to contend for the you, NXT women's championship you've seen hints yes she You've read out, in his. She came out last week saying I'm gonna challenge you for the championship. To it, it, promote Worlds Collide. I'm not saying
1: it as being a constant. I don't, I don't thing think still. that's just for Worlds Collide, though. Of course not, because
0: give Nick
1: Tony Storm. Give Nick Tony Storm, Storm, Storm Storm. You can't get enough of her, man. I can't. You can't? It's awesome. It's 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 too much. It overwhelms your brain. It does. It does. It does. Uh, but yeah, if, uh, I thought it was a good match. Strange that Kaylee Ray retained, but I'm not mad at it. Uh, going into Worlds Collide, she's going to make a good champ. Yep. Then we got to what I thought was the match of the night Tyler Bate versus Jordan Devlin in just a just a beastly long ass match. Tyler Bate! Tyler,
0: Tyler Bate!
1: What is with Tyler working like long ass <laughs> New Japan length matches?
0: I, I don't know, but please don't ever let it stop. I love it. It's one, WWE. it's awesome. Two, it. the UK it. venues and crowds just love chanting Big Strong Boy and the Tyler Bate chant that I just did. Yeah. Holy smokes. It's... I could watch that guy. And I mean, we've seen him fight anybody from Walter to Pete Dunn to Jordan Devlin to pretty much everybody. And every single time, he just shows out. His thighs are the size of my waist. <laughs> I don't know... And I'm I'm a big strong boy myself, but I don't know that dude's quads. Like the muscles in his legs are bigger than his waist somehow. That's physics, but I don't know how that's possible. But it's they're massive. That yeah. dude that dude is just he's a big strong boy.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you got some you got some sailors calves there, but yeah, no, well, yeah, sure. Tal- but- Tyler, Tyler is a he's 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 yoked, but him and Jordan Devlin pair up so well. Because Devlin has got like got he's got that speed as well, so they can slow it down, they can speed it up all the way up. Uh, they can do great moves each other. Like having Devlin be the size that he is allows a lot more really fun stuff to come out of, of Tyler Bate and all the strength that he has, uh, as you were saying. Um, and I like the story here, even though there wasn't a whole lot of build to this. It was basically Devlin's like, you know what, I got, I have to take you out. You're you're my nemesis, kind yeah. of, you know, in a way. I have to take you out. And, but, and then he's just such a dick that every time he gets close, he's got to like preen or like show off or something. And he just it keeps biting him in the ass. Yeah. Uh, and sure enough, uh, at the end, like they kicked out of each other's finishers at the end of this and everyone freaked out. Uh, that crowd was just molten at the end of this. And then uh, Twisting Corkscrew Splash, I'm not sure what he calls it. Uh, uh, spiral Tap was what it used to be called. Um, I don't know what, what they're calling it now, but Bate ends up pinning Devlin. So interesting. Um, I know they want to jokingly called him,
0: uh, Finn Balor's twin.
1: Oh uh, yeah. uh, Last
0: year when they faced off with each other, but yeah, yeah, that, that was, uh, that I was joking around during the match going Finn Devlin. Finn. Yeah. It's so, (laughs) but uh, fair dues. Prince Devlin. Prince Devlin. That's right. Um, no, this match to me was easily the match of the show. Um, it's it's one of those matches that you go back and you can watch again and again, and it's somehow you just keep seeing things that you missed the first time. So if you haven't seen Blackpool or you're sleeping on NXT UK, don't, because it's some of the best stuff out there. And it's it's a little buried on the network for some reason, but once it showed up it's like it's in the trending one it's in it'll be in your just add uk to your your favorites or your preferences uh but you definitely don't want to miss this show it's a good place to start to reset your watching so you can watch the weekly uh from here on out yeah but this show freaking delivered for sure but that wasn't all we weren't done yet no uh we, we had, had two, two other match. matches yeah we had a tag team ladder
1: match. Gallus versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus Grizzled Young Vets versus Imperium. Um, it was just chaos. I, <laughs> I don't know how to describe this match other than chaos.
0: Just, uh, I've, I, uh, Esme said she had a lady boner the entire time during the Bait versus Devlin match. I, I had a, a, I guess, a <laughs> not man. Where are you going? Anyway. Where are you going with this? We talked about it last week. Right, we talked about the fact that we were going to have these four teams in a freaking ladder match. Yes, and just how uh, it was—it was my pick for what I thought would be easily my favorite match of the show. It didn't turn out to be, but oh my god, it was still so amazing. Every there were bodies yeah. everywhere, there were high spots everywhere. Again, if just you didn't watch this show, nonstop guys, stop action. So many ladders. Yeah. Oh god, and and just ladders everywhere,
1: bodies everywhere, and. You know, a number of times where guys were like right close to getting the belts and someone else would swoop in and knock him off. It was just yeah, it was a it was a hell of a lot of fun. I you know just that Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin yeah. match was just so like so crisp. Yep. Just just it just edged out by a hair. Yeah. Uh, but man, this was a this was a damn fun match. And another one, like you said, you don't have to know a damn thing about any of these guys to watch this match and just be like, that was nuts. Yeah. That was nuts. We had a we had a question on our listener uh questions episode I think a week or two ago, like what would be a good match to show someone who's never watched wrestling before? This would have been a good one. You can take someone who's never watched wrestling and show them this match, and they would just be like, what the what the hell are we watching? Oh my God. Right. The stakes are really easily easy. The you know, the champs are, are trying desperately to not have one of these other teams get their belts that are hanging up in the air go. <laughs> That's it. You know, a couple of good guys, a couple of sneaky heels, a couple of bruisers. Like, yeah, that's this was a very fun match. Yeah, um, uh, I thought it, the only issue was I kind of figured that Gallus was going to win after losing to Undisputed Era uh, in the Dusty Roads Classic. So this this seemed fait accompli, yeah, if you will. Uh, but nitpick, just a nitpick.
0: Did we do pickums for this one last week? I felt like we we. I did think some we picks. like
1: gave loose pickums. I don't think we locked anything in. Oh, okay,
0: okay. I was trying to remember if I because I either called the vets or Gallus. You called vets, as I recall. Yeah, I think I called
1: vets. Okay. You called vets, and I said Gallus is retaining. Yeah, all right. Uh, finally, Volta versus Joe Coffee in a
0: hoss. A lot of beef in there.
1: Match. That was a lot of meat. A lot of meat in that ring, and they, they had a match. like, like I'm, I'm surprised this isn't your match of the night, Nick, because I know how you like was, a lot of man meat in it, the ring.
0: It was close. It was very close. There was a lot of meat getting slapped in that ring. Hashtag phrasing. Uh, yeah, during, um, during this match.
1: Yes, and, and it was – god damn. It was also, also a really good match. Had the other match not been so good, like this would have stood up as well. It's just, again, I, at no point did I think they were actually going to strap Joe Coffey.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, me either.
1: Like, at no point. And usually, like, the, the best matches are the ones where even if you're, like, going into the match, you're like, no, there's no way they're going to do that. There's no way they're going to give this guy the win. At some point, if you make me go, oh, shit, are they? Then you've succeeded. That's literally the only thing that you have to do. And they never really did that in this match.
0: Ibushi Okada, good example. that you. There was a point where you thought Ibushi oh, was actually going to get it, right? Oh, my
1: God. Like, multiple times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that, that's they part of the drama like three, of wrestling. The
1: last five minutes of that match, they had like three or four times. I'm like, "Crap, Abushi's totally winning this."
0: The selling so. and the storyline and everything that went into this match is what made it great. Um, you had a little bit of the, um, you know, the drama of him not tapping out at the end and all kinds of stuff. Like th- this match was fantastic. It, it's it's very hard for me to say because it is two big dudes in a in a hoss match, just beating the absolute shit out of each other. Neither one of them giving in to anything really, um, just freaking awesome. It yeah. was great. I I just I can't give it match of the night over the bait devil in match. <laughs>
1: no, and I, I didn't like the interference, like Ilya Dragunov getting right. involved. Unnecessary. Um, yeah, and I and it was strange because at the end, uh, undisputed era showed up. All four of them ran in and, and beat down Imperium, which exciting. There's always got to be like a main NXT cameo of some sort on on uk and i'm like i'm not mad at that but they've got ma- a match at worlds collide so now let's look at this undisputed era beat gallus in the dusty road so that so they're out right um undisputed era beats them down here beats down uh, imperium so both gallus and imperium now have beef with undisputed era Ooh. uh and we're about to head into worlds collide
0: and we've got the dusty classic all going on at the same time.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. You could, so and Imperium's on one side of the bracket, and Undisputed Era's on the other side of the bracket. Right. So hello, hello. I'm looking forward to seeing what they have up their sleeves with that because we that will seems see. To be, seems to be a lot of stuff circling. Who's next
0: there. for uh, to close this out? Who's next for Walter in your mind? Uh, is there Jesus, any story? Being, I don't know. Like he's been through the entire locker room.
1: Well, it's more that no one else in the locker room feels like a big enough threat to him. Like, Tyler Bate got him pretty close, and you could believe that they would put it on Tyler Bate because he's been champ before, and he feels like a champ. Um, but remember how we were saying, like, who the hell is going to take this, take this title off of Pete Dunn? And Volter was the guy to take it off of Pete Dunn. And now it's like, well, here's another guy who's just such a huge badass. Who the hell is going to take it off of him? Mm-hmm. Ilya Dragunov is the only one I can think of. He's the only one who's got... The history, the storyline, the look, the physique.
0: Maybe that was the hint with him doing the interference. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think
1: is that they were were kind of setting that up.
0: What an amazing pay-per-view Blackpool, uh, takeover Blackpool 2 was. Uh, Again, go watch it. It's only about, I think it's like two and a half hours. It's not that long of a pay-per-view. Definitely, definitely check it out because it was one of the treats of, you know, the early part of the year when January is typically kind of a downtime uh, we've got all this wrestling going on now. It's it's absurd what's going on. But, yeah, I'm very happy to uh, – I'm starting to invest more and more personally into the NXT UK brand. Uh, just with the little bit of time that I have to watch wrestling every week, we have to do the shows that we watch for for this show, for our podcast, for our YouTube show. But I'm, I'm trying to find ways to watch more wrestling somehow, and NXT UK is at the top of that list of what I want to watch more of, for sure. Yeah. Well, that was NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, but we weren't done this weekend. We had yet another pay-per-view happen. Indeed. Over in Impact, let's go talk about Hard to Kill. One thing you got
1: to give Impact is they make pay-per-view names that's really fun to say. Hard to kill.
0: Yeah, just, just should, should just run through the whole Steven Seagal catalog. <laughs> Above the death. law, marked for death. Yeah. <laughs> Fat man
1: with a little ponytail. Oh wait, that wasn't under a movie.
0: siege. Right, under siege, siege two. two.
1: <laughs> What's what was, what was under siege two's? Uh,
0: uh, he was on the train. It was dark the satellite. country or something like that. It has my all-time favorite quote in Under Siege Two. Which one's that? Assumption is the mother of all fuck-ups. It's it's the best. It's the best line ever. I love it. Is it, though? It's a lesson. It's a line. Is it, you can, though? You never assume anything. <sighs> I love it. I use it. I've used it all the time for, the, like, the last 20 years. I use it in slide decks for my presentations.
1: Yeah. You know? So it's it's,
0: it's fantastic.
1: Doesn't surprise me. I, I I tend to quote Arnold more than I quote Steven. <laughs> <Chabot. Yeah.
0: laughs> it's not
1: a tumor. Use that one all the time. Uh, but, yeah, this, so here we had impact putting on a show that ended up being kind of controversial right before it went on. And we'll get to that, uh, due to one star. Um, and in addition, I felt like aside from their major angle, which was can Tessa Blanchard become the first woman to ever win a major wrestling promotions main title in history? Uh, aside from that, there wasn't a lot to this show. No. Um, you had some decent matches. You had some that were, I say, better than decent. But overall, it felt like kind of an average show. It wasn't a bad watch. I was entertained. But it wasn't, it wasn't mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, and this if, one I didn't get to. I definitely wanted to go see the Ken Shamrock match, and I definitely wanted yeah. to go see the uh, Tessa and uh, Sammy Callahan match. There's
1: a few ones that are worth watching the whole match. There's a few that you can just watch some highlights and, and enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but again, so it was. It's funny because I feel like they had a lot of good press going into this, aside from the aforementioned controversy, which we'll get into at the end of the segment. Um, but I feel like they had a lot of potential new eyes coming onto this uh, show. And like, if you're gonna have a show where you're you're theoretically gonna have a lot of new people watching, like put on a banger. Yeah. And there was some some good angles and some you know some stuff with the classic guys that was good but yeah it did again maybe it's just blackpool spoiled me oh totally that could be it too totally uh so let's run down the card here ken shamrock still looking like a million bucks uh how i would say he beat madman fulton sawyer fulton but it's not really beat when you literally rip a guy's arm out of his socket Like there was, it was so believable what he did with him with in that kimura lock that people actually were reporting that Fulton actually had his shoulder dislocated by Ken Shamrock for real as a shoot. Now Um, is this
0: a sexy star situation where he's shooting on a fellow competitor and we need to be mad about this? No, from from
1: everything that I've understood is now now I'm hearing it was a work he never actually injured his shoulder. Okay, Um, he's
0: just one of those weird guys that can like dislocate his shoulder and roll it around. No, it was it. The whole thing was a work, but ah, okay.
1: at the time, people were wondering if he'd actually messed it up um, accidentally, or if Fulton, uh, Fulton had said, "Just go ahead and tear my shoulder out. It's fine."
0: Gotcha. Oh. <laughs> 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 Who in um, the world would say that.
1: Yeah, so, oh, I've
0: got to have surgery on it anyway. Go ahead and f it up, and you know we'll we'll sell it for big money.
1: That's insane. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. At any
1: rate, yeah. So Shamrock still looked like a madman. Sorry. Uh, Fulton, he was the one who looked like a crazy man in this match. Uh, so, but you know, worth a watch if you want to be re scared of Ken Shamrock. Right uh, next, we have the X Division title getting getting de- uh, uh, defended. Ace Austin defending against Trey Miguel. Just non stop action, couple little guys flying all over the place. Uh, pretty much all I can say was X Division, right? <laughs> uh, and that's about it. Like it was what you'd expect from an X Division match—just guys flying all over the place. Fun match, but nothing that really flipped my wig, I guess.
0: Yeah, the, the one thing Not that flipped bad, mine but. was uh, Taya retaining. We had these kind of um, speculations that with Johnny SmackDown arriving on Friday, or, or I guess a week ago Friday, that um, Taya wouldn't be far behind. And we speculated that she was probably going to drop it, probably to Jordan Grace. Right. Um, uh, at Hard to Kill. That didn't happen. No. Tyre retains. She did, but
1: uh she did have a little bit of help on the outside. Um so it, so we got, she has Johnny Bravo on the outside, and he kind of he messes up the finish, and Taya sneaks into it uh the uh the pin. Uh, but she pins ODB and not Jordan Grace. So you've got Jordan Grace getting screwed out of the win here. Yeah. So she might actually have an argument to make to have a singles match against Taya in the future. So I'm, I'm not saying this is out of the realm of possibility. They could still be planning on that they' They've shown before they don't mind slow playing something to give a bigger payoff. True. Um,
0: and she does still have a few months on her contract. I think uh, she signed after Johnny did. Or, yes. So I, I think there's still some time, but I think we could still get her here by mania, which could prove interesting for, for several reasons that are going on in my head. But uh, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, but yeah. I think Taya could be uh, a good addition to the women's division in WWE.
1: I think so too. I think just as long agreed. as they don't
0: Maria and Micah and make them do some stupid love. Oh angle. God! That's the only it just oh. can't it can't go down like that. No, no. Please God, no, Shh. no.
1: Don't even put it out there, Nick. Don't even. No.
0: Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about RVD.
1: Rob Van Dam, the whole effing show. Except he was in the middle of the show. And now he's bad RVD, and he's got a wife and a girlfriend who both help him in matches. <laughs> and <laughs> and he had a match against Cage. Only it wasn't really a match; it was more like a murder. Like he just he basically got he got a chair, uh, and just you know with the help of his girl outside just murdered Cage. Van Terminator van terminated him in the face. Cage bleeding from the mouth that he gets carted off the back, and the. I was like, at that point, I'm like, wait, what? What? We're going to destroy, like an ex-champ? We're going to destroy him like that? And it was such a short match. Daga comes out to help Cage, and R.V.D.'s like, I'll take you on too. And then he murdered Daga. I was like, what the hell? What the? Good Lord. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love no Fs given R.V.D. Like, he is entertaining as hell right now, especially if you follow him on social media. He's mm, mwah, so much fun, so Fun Fun
0: fact. If you go look at his Twitter profile, he uses my catchphrase, skeptically optimistic. Well, he listens. Because he listens. Of course and he And he, he follows us. Hi, he's, Rob.
1: He's somewhere puffing a big one right now yeah. going,
0: these boys are hilarious. RVD. What's up, man? It's the ter-
1: most worst impression of RVD ever. These <laughs> boys are hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> I'm really hungry, and I don't know why.
0: He, I'll say this. He looks like he's having a lot of fun. Oh,
1: my God. Yes, he is. <laughs> Um, and I love that he's like salty, like everyone else is stealing my moves. No one gives me credit. But, uh, but yet I'm also, I'm, I don't, I don't give, I don't give a single crap. I'm having the time of my life. Right. I love, Mwah, have the time of your life. Live your best life, RVD. I just am wondering what the hell, like, Daga, I can understand him being fodder at this point.
0: What's uh, he's just Cage? there? Cause him and Tessa are a thing and, you know, whatever. What?
1: He and Tessa Blanchard are. Oh, Daga. Yeah. yeah Daga oh, is. Yeah. Weird. She likes, she likes the smaller men. Right, Ricochet? Um, so that was weird. It was weird that Cage just got ruined like this, and it actually fueled rumors that Cage was heading somewhere else. His contract is up with Impact, uh, but we'll get into Cage's status when we get to our news segment
0: next. I almost said something, but I'm glad don't you told me not you to say it, sir. Don't you not yet? Isn't not that yet. why he got injured?
1: That, that maybe, maybe we don't know. Yeah. Uh, let's head over and talk about Eddie Edwards and Michael Elgin. Yeah. Uh, which probably was your match of the night, Nick, because it was, it was him some big boys. Uh, Hossy, It was very hossy. It was Eddie Edwards taking massive amounts of beatings and uh, Elgin just beating the crap out of it and then getting a, a surprise roll-up at the end and Eddie Edwards getting the call-your-shot. What, the, the, what do they call it? The call-your-shot trophy, I guess, and allows him to challenge for any title down the road. Sure. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised Elgin didn't win that because he's, kind of, he's been a loyal soldier for Impact for a few months now. But uh, maybe they've got something set up down the road. I'm not sure. All I know is that Eddie Edwards looked like he could take some serious punishment in this match. And he did. And Elgin looked like a beast as well.
0: Yeah, he does. We, but he always does. Are, are we, can we confirm that Elgin is done with New Japan at this point? Is he officially uh, out over there? Or do we expect to see him back over in New Japan at some point in 2020? I, I don't.
1: I think he signed a contract with Impact, and he's out of Japan for now. Okay.
0: I, I I don't know... If the
1: stuff that happened with Jeff Cobb uh, came back at him, or was some blowback? remember, Elgin had a, a while there where he was very controversial, and a lot of yep. people were mad at him, and some still are. Raise his hand because um, he's kind of a dick, but um, it was more than a dick. He's a he's really bad dick, but uh, at the same time, he's also a fantastic wrestler. Um, as this match proves, and it, it sucks because it's one of those times where I have to separate the art from the artist, and I'm like, "You're a damn good wrestler, but God, you're a horrible human being." Yeah, um, which makes me actually happier that Eddie Edwards won. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was strange. So he's I don't believe I don't believe he's in, in contact with Japan at all anymore, Elgin.
0: Yeah, I, I thought I thought he was out once he went over to Impact.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but honestly, like if you actually watched the match, I know most people hate surprise roll ups these days. This was a well-executed one. Yep. It felt like it came out of nowhere, caught Elgin by surprise. Um, it looked believable, so was not mad at this. I'm curious where they're going with Eddie Edwards having uh, basically a free shot at a title. So uh, Moose versus Rhino, another h- hoss. It's a lot match. of beef. <laughs> hoss. Hossy match. Um, good lord, there was just there was tables and big booming spots oh my superplexes onto chairs and uh, uh moose pulled the ref in front of, he was about to get gored through a table in the corner he pulled the ref in front of him so that he was dead after getting gored. but the ref was also dead so right. rhino couldn't get the win um i liked i liked moose winning here this felt like they're kind of giving some shine to moose uh over rhino who doesn't need to win this yeah so I liked that a lot, and I think I think Moose has a lot of upside to him. So sure, absolutely, especially when he wins matches like this. And it also, frankly, Nick, I, this is the kind of match I want to see Rhino in. This is how I want to see him be portrayed. Now that he's not in WWE, like just a monster killer guy, like you know, old school Rhino. Yep. So this made me happy. The crowd was back. The crowd was kind of dead for the first half of the show, and they were in it by this point. So that also helped a lot. Yeah. Um, next we had the North versus Willie Mack.
0: Now you did show me a spot from this one.
1: I did. Yes. Willie Mack (laughs) and was supposed to be with rich Swan, but Swan got legit injured, uh, over the weekend. I think last Friday got injured and they didn't know up until game time. They didn't know if he's going to be cleared to wrestle. I don't know if that was a work or a shoot, but that's how they were playing it. And so right before the match, they were like, you know, Swan can't go. So Willie, you're on your own. Now it's a handicap match. And, you know, it's basically what you would expect. Willie's just getting his ass kicked the entire time. Somehow manages to stay alive, get a couple of close pins, but ultimately gets put down by the North. Um, Ethan Page, by the way, wrestling with horrible stomach flu in this match. Mm. So, dude, props to him because he pulled out a hell of a match. Um, But can we talk about Willie Max? Let me see if I can get this right. Electric chair, uh, Canadian destroyer.
0: Electric chair, I guess it would be Avalanche, too, because he came off the top. Part, right, I mean?
1: Avalanche, electric chair, what candy destroyer. In what in the
0: actual hell was this? Because how did he not die? How are you alive right now? Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: I, that I watched it a few times.
0: We had it on a GIF on just loop, and we were sitting there <laughs> we trying sitting to there like staring like it like, analyze it. How like is he not? How? Died? How did they... You could see the calculus going on across my face of just... <laughs> Yeah, how, this physics like how's, how what <laughs> this is incredible if you've not seen this uh, basically Willie Mac is on the top of the turnbuckle and the other two I forget which ones which one had the other in an electric chair facing um, uh, Willie Mac facing the turnbuckle Willie jumps off of the turnbuckle onto the like third stack shoulders and in a somersault and flips him over into a sort of avalanche Canadian destroyer out of the electric chair. Holy shit! Yeah, how's that guy alive right now?
1: I don't know, but they had a whole <laughs> bunch of match after that. So, but I, that should—that's my problem. That should have finished the match. If you're going to do that, that's a match ender. Willie should have ended it right there. Um, or yeah. they should have protected it more. Agreed. So that was my only beef. Was like it was a great move, but. Yo, that's... <laughs> they
0: back <laughs> We're up in like five that. seconds. He was back up and rolling, Go home. You know? Yeah, exactly. Go home. We're done. That's it.
1: Uh, so, hey, at least here you feel like they'll get another shot at it once Swan is better. I'm liking the team of Mack and Swan. They're a great pairing, so good stuff. Not mad at this at all. Then we got to the main event. Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan for the Impact world title
0: now i don't know the result of this or how the match went down this is all you and i kind of want to just plug my ears and go la 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 because this is like the one thing i wanted to watch this show for but go ahead for the listeners yes for the listeners the show, obviously, please I will, spoil it it will be spoiled um I, and i'm uh, still now. going to enjoy it later i believe yeah
1: well and you will it was it was actually it was a I, it was a fairly well worked match i'm not going to say it was a classic um, It wasn't amazing, but it was fine. It was the story was just t- Sammy working Tessa's knee. He's a scumbag. There's lots of spitting. <laughs> it was a snot. It was he, he threw a booger at her at one point. Nice
0: uh, snot rocket.
1: Yeah. It, but uh, at the end of it, Tessa fought back, gutted it out, and uh, Tessa Blanchard wins the match. Pins Sam, pins Sammy Callahan.
0: Wow. Um. I did not think they were actually going to do it.
1: Yeah, it was a she gave him a Canadian destroyer and then Hammerlock DDT and then that was one, two, three. That was it. A lot of, a lot of Canadian destroyers on the show.
0: I mean, yeah, like it was like don't an egregious overdo amount. it,
1: guys. An egregious <laughs> amount of Canadian destroyers. Like, don't make it the new super kick. Come on, guys.
0: Uh, exactly. Listen, I this has some implications. Um, major it it was a lot of firsts right it was the it was the first intergender match for a title yeah for the main title i believe yeah for a world championship it was uh the first time a a a woman had one said said match um and we now have is it the first time ever that a woman has held that top title
1: in any company in any 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 major company yeah if you consider impact a major company i do so yeah, that's that's it's a pretty big deal. Wow, um, really cool. That being said, there's no way we can talk about this without talking about the cloud of controversy that surrounds it. I mean, there's okay. we could we could discuss um, the fact that now Tessa is the champ. It, she she has to now go defend this against all comers. Is she going to defend? Only against women, against women and men. If is men, Cage
0: going to come out and whoop the shit out of her? If, you know? me,
1: if right, if or or Eddie Edwards
0: or Eddie
1: is are you know is she going to be able to continue to beat men and be believable doing so, or is she only going to be able to work against Sammy Callahan? So there's a lot of questions out there, but um, as we mentioned on our last show, like it happened the day of the, our last show, where all the stuff started coming out where Tessa had made a tweet about women supporting each other, and a whole bunch of women wrestlers came out of the woodwork and like, oh, I know you're not saying that.
0: Oh, no, you Uh didn't. Oh, no, you didn't.
1: Because there's so (laughs) many times, honey, that you, Tessa Blanchard, have been a bully and a backstage a-hole, so don't you come to us talking about women's unity. So she got dragged, and the worst one of them all was uh, when Tessa got called out for an incident in stardom in New Japan where apparently she spat in, uh, um, I'm trying to remember her name, uh, Rosa Negra. She spat in her face and called her the N-word, which ooh, that's a bad look. That's to, to put it mildly, that's really bad. Um Eesh. that's no good. Uh, Tessa, there's a reputation for her being a bully backstage at WWE. That's why she didn't work out in the May in the May Young Classic. Um, so a lot of stuff came out of the woodwork about Tessa Blanchard before this happened, and it stuck through afterwards um
0: is this a he's, she said she said kind of thing where she's denying it that she ever did that because yeah, she's saying I, I don't, mean, part I'm of this is gonna... innocent until proven guilty, but the other part is like you want to believe the sheer number of people that are coming forward uh and, and you know cub co- corroborating.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Allison Kay and Chelsea Green were the two major ones coming out and saying it. Allison was the one who, um, who said, uh, remember when you spat in a black woman's face and called her the N-word in Japan? Was that you, quote, supporting woman? The audacity of this tweet, Miss Tessa Blanchard. <laughs> um, so yeah, and then Tessa was like, not true, it's my statement and the most attention I'll give it because of ha- how actually ridiculous it is. Meanwhile, uh, Rosa Negra has said, yeah, that happened. And I knocked her out. And when she did that, And now I can't work for stardom because they got mad at me for doing that. So, yeah. Oh, shit. No bueno. Um, That being said, so here's another another tweet by Allison Kay that came out recently. After Tessa won the title, she said, Tessa will go down in history regardless, but it's up to her whether she wants it to be for her talent or if she wants to be the next moolah. And two thoughts on that. One, Mm. one... That's a bit of an extreme example to make. It's like someone gets in a playground fight and you call him Hitler. You're like, that's a little, maybe a little bit extreme, but the, the point is sound. You know what I mean? Like the basic concept of what Allison's trying to say here is, I think, smart to say. It's like, okay, Tessa, Tessa has had some issues in the past. Um, how she deals with them so far has not been great, but at this point, she, she has made history. She's going to be in the record books whether you like it or not. At this point, from here on out, if she wants to behave like a champion, if she wants to behave like a role model and someone who is truly supportive of other women and is out there being her best self, then that can rewrite history for a lot of people. And that can change people's minds. Right. And I I want to believe, because I like to be positive, I want to believe that Tessa can turn that corner, come back, and be the bigger person um, you know, and, and how she deals with this going forward uh, will be very telling. Yes. Um, I'm not a really big fan of how she dealt with it over the
0: weekend, but she's no. probably dealing with a
1: lot of, a lot of pressure. And we'll and,
0: and not very timely either. You know, there, there's a time and place, and listen, kids, if you haven't figured out, Twitter ain't the place to do it. You know? Yeah. I, that, it's just not... Don't do this on Twitter. Like, if you want to throw stones don't you don't have to respond. You you have you don't automatically have to respond.
1: I think in Tessa's case when she puts out a tweet that's supposed to be positive and people come out and accuse her of things, I she and she didn't. She said I don't really I she I, she responded a little bit and said I've been nothing but nice to you guys, what the hell? And they kept going and she's like cool, I'm out. I'm not responding anymore. Yeah, good for her. That was kind of I mean, uh, unless she wants to say, yeah, it was a bad incident. I've apologized before for it. Um, it was something said in the heat of the moment you know I'm not I don't have these actual beliefs but you know bad things come out of your mouth when you're heated and you're not thinking or whatever however she wants to try and play it off
0: and that'll never excuse it no but if you own if you effing own it and apologize for it that's much better than just trying to straight out deny it ever happened when you've got so many multiple people saying and corroborating that that it did happen. Look, we could we could get wrapped around the axle on this. I, I want to be careful here that we're not going too long on this. But at the end of the day, if Tessa Blanchard said some stuff, I, I want to give the benefit of the doubt. My, my gut instinct is to give the benefit of the doubt, innocent until proven guilty. But when you have this many people out there saying the things that they're saying, it starts to add up. Well, and more
1: of and it is just her overall attitude. That's yeah. that's getting reported, um, and it's been following her for years. And it just, I that's just hope that's something that, and that's something that you can fix. Yeah. You know, that's something that you can change and, and make strides to be better about. So yeah. now she's the champ. She is the champ. She is the first ever women's women to hold a major wrestling promotion's main title. That is a first. It that glass historical. ceiling
0: has now been broken. It has been guys. broken.
1: And and by, and by someone who you and I both agree Nick is a superstar, yeah. is a talented wrestler, is a, is a great personality. Like she is the she's also a total package. Uh, as a performer.
0: I picked her out when she was in the first May Young Classic. You did? Like, four or five years ago. Yeah. Well, uh, and not
1: just because of her last name, because she was that good.
0: She was that good. Yeah. And she had the legacy of the Blanchard, yeah. you know. Well, okay, Horseman so also because of her last name. Or, right. <laughs> Tully Blanchard pulling strings behind the scenes, you know. So, you're I mean, right. she could easily find a home uh, should something happen with impact. But, look, they just strapped her, and this whole thing just went down. Yep. So, uh, that she ain't going anywhere anytime soon. No, uh, I would agree. Yeah, it is it is what it is. It is what it is, Nick. I'm glad uh, we got that out of the way because yes. the next thing we need to do is a fun little segment inspired by one of our patrons, Sean Clark, called A Moment of Positivity. Positivity, positivity, positivity. positivity. We, we need to come up with a jingle for that. Maybe we can do something before I leave town. Not yeah, that idea. Uh, Ian, what made you the happiest this week. I'm not going Besides gonna li- the fact that I'm here. <laughs> in your I know that just fills you with the, joy.
1: It does actually. I love having you in the same room. It's it's nice to be able to to interact with you like in the moment like, and like not through have a little, the wall that little Skype well <laughs> through a wall yes yeah. but not to have, that's the problem the danger cave it's kind of twisty and turny lots of lots of Heidi holes
0: but uh, that's you have a very nice vinyl collection by the way thank you I'm very much
1: I, I, yeah it's, it's right, fantastic I don't know if you can see it on the camera there but yes it is there <laughs> um, but uh, yeah that, the other nice thing about having you here is we can finally remind people about Keith Lee and not suck at it
0: oh you know what I mean oh yes Oh, yeah. Oh, so you're saying you want to do that so we can clip it? Is that what will make you the happiest of the week?
1: No, but I, I certainly feel a lot better about it and prove to people that our rhythm doesn't suck that much. <laughs> that's a good point. Are you, right. are you, should we do it? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, okay.
0: I'm going to have to <clears throat> use my little mic stand, though, here.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you got, we get the stand. Yeah, come on. Freddie Mercury, that thing. Yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen. In, in honor of the Cultaholic boys, of course, and the glorious Keith Lee. Yes. Not the glory. That's, that's Bobby Rude. The Limitless Limitless Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. One, two, three,
0: four. Don't you forget about Keith. Don't, 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 don't you forget about Keith. While you bask in his
1: go- glory. Da, 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 da. Okay, we're
0: breaking down now.
1: You get the idea. Yes. That's yes. what Skype will do to you, kids. If you're across the country from each other, that's what Skype will do to you. Yes. throws us all kinds of off. There awe. you go, right.
0: Ross. We finally did it.
1: Uh finally got it so it didn't... S- yeah.
0: <laughs> I had to fly fly all the way across the country just to sing your amazing rendition of that song. Yes. Thank you guys for doing that, by the way. Mm.
1: I, need another, I need another hellfire now. Oh, boy.
0: No, no. Uh, moment of positivity. You know what? Honestly, the
1: biggest I smiled at all... Oh, you know, that's tough. Damn. I was going to say R-Truth on the R-Truth our, the our segment on Monday Night Raw. Wow. I just was just tickled me <laughs> um just the reaction like paul's reaction and brock's reaction like all that was it was just so funny but uh, yeah i think it's just like a single moment that would have to be it there's a bunch of other really good ones this week like the tyler bait devlin match but that was just a good match yeah you know uh randy orton just not giving a crap in the opening segment like throwing the mic and obviously like this, having him and him and drew mcintyre obviously just having so much fun together and aj having fun like the three of them just have so much fun randy just flailing his
0: hands like oh god (laughs) super dramatic about the whole thing yeah
1: that that was all that was all fun too but i think it's got to be our truth like that just cracked me up so hard that's that that, i'm going with that
0: Mm.
1: what about for you sir was it? Was it? Was it when you woke up this morning and realized you had to go give a keynote address and we're still
0: four hellfires in? No, <laughs> uh, guys, I'm not kidding. That drink is the devil. It is. It is Satan. I smelled hellfire in the shower this morning. It, it's. It's awful. Um, there, my so my moment of positivity is not. My nickname
1: is 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 not because I'm friendly. It's because it's not.
0: It's, it's not Sir Ian, the friendly neighbor neighborhood. No, Ian.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that's. <laughs> people come into the bar the How day after they've come they've, they've drunk with me the night before that's what they call me so it's it, yeah anyway it, that's moving on nick what was your moment of positivity oscar oh
0: it was and, and if you missed it go back and watch that set the contract signing segment on rock god jerry lawler is so annoying i'm sorry to recommend that you sit through that again but watch Oscar the entire time. Never take your eyes off of Oscar. Yeah, and the way that she is sitting there, so just doesn't give an f at all, and sits there with her just legs crossed and arms spread out, and kind of like how I am doing right now, where you just you just cross your legs out and you are just hanging out. You are just you know whatever. Becky Lynch, top woman in WWE, just whatever, and just smiling the whole time. And Oscar was easily uh my moment of positivity for the week and we got the mist and I'm all tangled up in my cables. Uh we got the mist. Uh what are you we doing got, over there. Uh, yeah, you can't see but <laughs> I, don't I, was, know. I was I was imitating Asuka in the way she was sitting laying back on, on oh. your, your super comfy couch over here. Um, <laughs> it's a deep couch. It is it you can sink into it very easily. Um yes. uh, Asuka's emotes and all of that stuff throughout this entire segment and Baka 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 and she's just continuing to yell in Japanese which you guys just know warms my heart um, it's something that I wanted like two years ago when she first debuted. I'm like, just have her come out and yell at everybody in Japanese, and now she's doing it. So, yeah, it's, I am wearing pants. Thank you very much. <laughs> you guys finally, after <laughs> three years, got to see. Yes, I have legs. I have legs. There they are. Ta da! Yeah, this is the
1: first time I'm having. I'm having to wear pants for the show now. Too, right? Exactly. Here, <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. But, yeah, Asuka for me, easily. And, you know, a little hat tip to uh, Evil Hojo as well. Kyrie Sane coming out as yeah. that little demon that she is. The interaction she had with Becky. Becky stole her little parasol
1: Tossed and threw it. it
0: into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> just just brilliant. Oh, Asuka and Kyrie Sane are yeah. finally. We we had to grudge our way through Dude. that weird intro song. Somebody hitting oh, the, yes. the faders back and forth. But, man, they've nailed it. The intro music is killer. And Asuka feels
1: scary again. Yes. She feels like an intimidating threat. You know, we were talking about how little it takes to get someone there and how, like, oh, well, they're letting Asuka slide a little bit, but it's Asuka. It doesn't take much to put her back there. Didn't take much.
0: Nope.
1: Give them a song.
0: Yelling Japanese the whole time. Look how dangerous they look right now. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm... I think something's going to happen with Becky. I think this is the beginning of the end for the man. She's going to have that kind of same dejected, We're, are you not entertained? What do you mean? You guys used to love me. What happened? I think it's going to be kind of the same thing that Seth no, went I don't, through.
1: No, Becky's not going to heal, ah. but I definitely, I, I I like what they're doing with a lot of this. Yeah, me okay. too.
0: All right. Yeah. Well, guys, that is our show. Oh, no, wait. Well, oh. we're not done yet. We've got just enough time for our other news lightning round. Beep, 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 beep.
1: Yes, sir. Indeed. I, this was a tough one because there's like a bunch of these I wanted to make our big news and there's just so much. I just had to make a big news, other news segment. Holy shit. That's uh, a lot of news. There's a lot of news.
0: Jesus Christ. Strap Marty, in, folks.
1: <laughs> Marty Scurll has re-signed with Ring of Honor. What? Yeah. But he's uh, so coming to
0: AEW. We, all,
1: Everyone thought he was going to AEW. Thought he was going go to go to WWE. No, apparently, Ring of Honor opened up the damn checkbook and paid this man his money.
0: Where? Where did they get it from? I don't Five know. Five people but go
1: to their shows. Reports are it's the most lucrative deal in company history, and it's also for like no dates. Like, he's barely going to have to work shows wrestling wise. And they made him part of their booking team. He's now going to be, we don't know where he is, if he's the head booker or what he is, but he did work uh, the last, he booked the last couple of shows. He'll be working alongside uh, Hunter Johnson, who's been the booker. Uh, and yeah, he's the, the, the upcoming show in Baltimore on the ninth. That was his idea. Um, he's uh, still is still gonna be able to work with the NWA. He actually had an angle this weekend. Um, there was a show uh, Saturday night at center stage. And Aldis came out and wrecked Marty Skrull, So they're still having a feud. So Skrull can work NWA. He's going to not have to work a whole lot of dates in Ring of Honor. He's going to be a booker, and he's getting the most money anyone's ever been paid by Ring of Honor.
0: And I think he can also... Did they say he can also do New Japan if he wants to?
1: I don't know about... Well, I'm going to
0: get to that. He can work other places. Because apparently,
1: Ring of Honor and New Japan's... uh, Their their relationship has been getting better. But I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, Some other things... Cage. We mentioned Brian Cage earlier. Did he sign somewhere else or didn't he? There was a report that came out from Socal Insider that said Brian Cage to AEW. But then immediately Melissa Santos, his wife and baby mama, said, "Uh-uh. He hasn't signed anything yet with anybody." So, yet. Yet. But Cage's contract is up. Impact gave him a potential write-off by uh, having having him get murdered by RVD. <laughs> right. Uh, so he could come back there and have a revenge match with RVD, or he could just be gone and he could go somewhere else. I, I know that you, Nick, would be excited to have him in AEW. There's not a whole lot of guys there to look like him. That's um, for sure.
0: I think he would be a really good, uh, dragon, but not yet. I'd have him come in after you figure out what you're going to do with Jericho next.
1: Well, or just have him, you know, be out there as a satellite big man. Yeah. Lord knows he's worked with most of the guys in AEW before. Yeah. So, it would be a natural home for him. But there's a lot of places could be a natural home. If Ring of Honor wants to open up their purse, purse, purse strings, if WWE is finally ready to bring him back.
0: I think he'd fit in better in WWE, frankly. I don't but know if there's a lot of room for him We've over seen there. that play before. So, we, I, I don't know. I don't know.
1: I don't know how he'd do with the wellness policy. I'm not saying True. he's swole. I'm just saying. Robert Rude. Uh, <clears throat> well. Um, and sadder news. RIP LaParka. Uh, this is a really tragic one. We reported a while back that uh, La Parca, back on October 21st, did a uh, tope suicida in a match with Rush, and he missed and uh, cracked his head and, and neck on the floor in the kind of the guardrail area, uh, and he was, from all reports, paralyzed and uh, was taken to the hospital where they saved his life, but then he was touch and go ever since.
0: They said he shouldn't have lasted more than two to four hours. Right. Uh, and, and it's been a couple of months. Instead,
1: he lasted four months. Yeah. Um, Damn. But, yeah, that's really tragic. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, keep in mind, this is not La Parca from WCW. Correct. That La Parca was was, uh, was played by Adolfo Topia, who is now known as L.A. Park. Yeah. Um, once he quit Triple AAA. Uh, this guy's name was Jesus Huerta Escobosa. Uh, so condolences to him and his family. He was actually a great La Parca. Yeah. So, very sad news there. Rest in uh, peace, brother. Rest in peace, man. Uh, WWE 24 WrestleMania New York, their special about last year's WrestleMania, is going to be debuting after the Royal Rumble on the network. Well, Wasn't- hello, lovely. Yeah, those have been really good programs in the past, so I'm so- excited to see that, because that was a pretty good WrestleMania.
0: So, is it? Is if, remind me, is it the 24 hours leading up to... Uh, a time? Is that what the 24 is? It's
1: it's the uh, 24 hours before WrestleMania through to the end of the show. Because
0: that would basically be the takeover before that was better than the WrestleMania. I don't
1: know if it would include the takeover. I think it's just for the (laughs) WrestleMania. Just main roster. Okay.
0: I'm just being a dick. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, MLW uh, is doing pretty darn good right now. They just signed with uh, ICM Partners, which is a, a big agency here in the old Hollywood the classic movie channel uh, the Indian classic movie channel no, it's a no the agency not the not TCM oh. not TCM you Nick God no so they're looking to get uh, on TV they want to get on TV right. and on the on the internet get some streaming deals going so they've signed with them in hopes of making some deals happen um, they are having a lot of growth apparently I'm, I'm just reading this off of wrestling observer news right now Um who are quoting Deadline, who said that the league showed growth of over 43% in total viewers from 2018 to 2019. Talking about BN Sports, that is. Um, so they're showing that that they have a lot of growth, a lot of potential. So they're trying to get on a bigger uh, bigger network, bigger deal, get some streaming going.
0: Hey, we've been saying here for a few months now. If you're not watching MLW, it's free on YouTube. Yeah. You're missing out. It's some good stuff. Other than deflated Simon Gotch, which just looks weird after you've watched him for in NXT and and the vaudevillains with uh, uh, Aiden English, it, yeah. it, he just it just it doesn't look like him anywhere. Anyway, MLW's got some really good stuff going on, and it's a YouTube show that I check out pretty frequently it's while got I'm doing It's good other wrestling. Stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, that being said, they no longer feature MJF because he finished up his dates with them. He's actually been. In a a major feud over there for a while, but he finished up his dates this weekend at uh, zero hour tapings at the zero hour tapings. So no more MJF, but you of course can find him over in a major angle on AEW. Uh, We're getting starting to get some news about the other shows that are happening in WrestleMania weekend. The WrestleCon Super Show uh, is has just announced they're going to be having Will Ospreay, Shingo Takagi, and Bandito wrestling on it. That's going to be the Friday of Thursday Thursday of WrestleMania weekend will be the WrestleCon Super Show. Uh, also that weekend, Bloodsport three uh, on the second. That will be John Moxley finally having his match against against Josh Barnett, which we thought we were going to have last year in September. The last Bloodsport, but of course then Moxley had his bursal sack Burse explode and uh, <laughs> was not able to wrestle, so it got pushed back. But we're getting it. Oh we're
0: getting my getting god! WrestleMania I weekend. T- Oh my, my God. nipples are hard. We might have to go to Tampa just we to might see have to that. Go to Tampa. Screw WrestleMania. Just to watch I just, our boy just, Josh. Oh my God, uh, that's like some John. CZW. If the light tubes come out, oh holy shit. They're not gonna. I don't know about that.
1: <laughs> they're gonna beat the crap out of each other. I guarantee they're gonna beat the crap out of each other. Oh yeah, two big boys. Oh boy, because Josh is a, Josh is a mountain, and Moxley's pretty big too. So, uh, the Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor is also happening on the fourth of April. WrestleMania weekend and so far they they just announced that they're going to have Jay White. What? And reports are there will be other members of Bullet Club there as well. It seems like the New Japan Ring of Honor relationship is being mended. Wonder if that's something else that Marty Skrull brought to the table. Because of course he does have some relationship with New Japan as well. Hasn't been over there a lot lately, but he does have some history with the company. So I wonder if that fractured relationship is starting to mend a little bit because they're starting to announce New Japan stars back on Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor perhaps turning a corner? I don't know because one thing that's related to some of their recent troubles, their women's championship is no longer listed on their website. If you go to the Ring of Honor website and look up champions, they list the men's champion, the uh, tag champions, et cetera, et cetera. No women's champion. Kelly Klein, after all of her controversial statements and fight, a Twitter fight uh, with Ring of Honor brass, Sinclair brass. She's no longer listed on their site, so interesting. Curious what's happening
0: there. Um, uh, one comment real quick. Uh-huh. Um, not about Kelly, but the prior thing. With Ring of Honor kind of getting back in bed, so to speak, with New Japan, does that soften our tempo a little bit on the AEW New Japan interminglings that we've been speculating on for the last few weeks? Quite possibly. Coming out of Wrestle Kingdom.
1: Remember, all three of them work together to make uh, All In happen. Right. But rumors are speculation is that ring of honor and new japan are still a little salty at aew for kind of taking their money and running yeah and being like cool thanks for the all the talent and the publicity we're gonna go make our own big company now off the backs of all of that and steal a whole bunch of your talent and kind of screw you guys over so i suspect there's still some hurt feelings there yeah but uh certainly money to be made it's just a question of you know deals being made and and Egos being soothed and that sort of thing. So.
0: It would make me really happy to find out that all three of them were in leagues with each other to take down, you know, to really go well, up against WWE. Th- you know, you've got where is Ring of Honor? I getting don't know this if that's how it from? works. I you don't. Know? I
1: don't. No, there's no one's going to take down
0: WWE. Not it's take. Just, I, I, I retracted that. Take down oh. is the wrong phrase that I wanted to use. It and it's not a look. WWE's not going anywhere. That's not my point. My point is is like provide a substantial comp- competitive stance than any one of them could do on their own. And if they can figure out how to work together and get this whole New Japan US tour, let's see how that goes for the rest of the month. That's coming. Uh let's see if anybody shows up randomly at one of those like we've we've seen Cody in the Bucks when they were kicking AEW off, they would just show up at random events, random house shows. Right. Uh indie shows and things like that. So let's see what happens with this whole New Japan US tour. I, I I'd love to find out that all three of them were kind of in cahoots uh, in some way, and some back alley dealings were going on to get, put all all of their superstars in this giant pot to yeah. share across all three promotions. That would be really really cool.
1: It, it would, but again, that, I mean, it's not even a hurt feelings. Also hurt bank accounts, and that kind of yeah. goes a little. That cuts a little deeper. Uh, also. You know, Sinclair is a huge, huge company, and I don't know if they're going to want to look at another billionaire running AEW and, and want to do business with them. It's kind of like... That's fair. You know, like the, the Marvel-Sony thing, uh, them coming to terms is like... It's pretty mind-boggling in this day and age that they were able to get come to terms on Spider-Man. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. Just to, just to kind of make a comparison. So we shall see. Um, in a bit of strange and kind of awkwardly sad news... Uh, Triple H was being interviewed after NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool 2, <sighs> and uh, he was asked about Edge and Paige possibly coming back in wrestling, and he said that it would be dangerous for both of them for a similar reason. Edge has a young family. He doesn't want to you know, possibly injure himself or die in the ring because of his previous injury. Uh, and Paige, well, he said something very weird about Paige. He said that she probably has some kids she doesn't even know about. So Edge has a young family. Paige probably has some kids she doesn't even know about, which is weird. It's kind of a weird thing to say.
0: So he called her a slut.
1: Yeah, which is weird when, you know, the ostensible head of a company, like a guy in a position of responsibility at Triple H, calls one of his young protégés essentially a slut. And... Man, it was really like Paige responded to it on Twitter, and it was kind of heartbreaking. She said, "Even my boss jokes about me." No wonder you guys still do it too. And that's all he said. That's all she, she said. Yeah. Which is just ow. Oh, oh, yeah. Um. Her boyfriend had more to say. She's dating Ronnie Radke, and I don't know who the hell that is. And one of you guys can probably tell me. Uh, but he said, "Hey, I'm probably a rock star." Hey, WWE, you should be embarrassed and ashamed of yourselves for letting someone like Triple H run your company and publicly disrespect one of your divas, Paige. Based, Biased or not, I hate watching her cry over you. Hasn't she been through enough? Uh, Renee Young also came to Paige's defense, saying big love to Paige. She's been to hell and back, but still some people want to make jokes. We need, and she deserves, real change. Uh, Nia Jax also said, you're amazing, sis. I love you. And uh, Nikki Bella chimed in and said, we will never see the true change in equality if we just see them as storylines. Change in a company starts from the top. Our leaders help set the example. For us women, we need all the help we can get. Help with respect from our coworkers and fans. We are all one, one love, Nikki. So my takeaway from this is Triple H put his entire foot, nay, his entire leg in his mouth on this one. That's a pretty inappropriate thing to even kind of, hint at in this situation it's fucked up
0: to think that much less say it yeah in a forum that's going to be perpetuated publicly there's a there's another
1: aspect of this nick
0: even if you're behind closed doors in the locker room joking around with the boys that's just that's some shit you just don't say when you're number two in one of the biggest companies in the world and it's just as a forget that let me let me walk that back that's something you just don't say, period.
1: There's another aspect of this that's actually kind of worse, by the way. Just to, just to throw this in oh, here. Oh, no. Yeah. What? So Paige has been open about this. She apparently had a miscarriage when she was 17 or 18. And as a result, probably is not able to actually have kids. And Triple H knows this. She's actually said this on Twitter recently. Um, so it's even more painful because it's, she probably can't have kids.
0: Outside of show, kayfabe, and wrestling, you guys know I work in tech. Yeah. I've been through more management training than I <laughs> know how to deal with. Right. This is browbeat over your head endlessly, probably going all the way back to the Clarence Thomas Anita Baker when the whole sexual harassment thing first started mm. in the early 90s, if you guys are old enough to remember that stuff. Every single employee goes through training. Every single manager goes through accelerated and even more in-depth training. Senior-level executives go through even more training. And yep. C-suite members, C-staff, goes through some of the most rigorous public-speaking training and everything. The fact that this came out of Triple H's mouth astounds me. It does? Be uh, Listen, Triple H and his history with DX, Fine. Triple H, the C, the 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 COO of a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Uh, well, the no, I mean, excuse, we've the got examples recently of no the culture there being
1: mess, messed up. I mean, look at what happened with ACH. Like, how did that not get filtered through somehow?
0: I don't know. Uh, there's, there's, I, I, I don't, I don't have any. There's no excuse. No. Absolutely no reason. No excuse. No. Never should have come out of his mouth. So,
1: (laughs) currently waiting for the public apology from Triple H.
0: Uh, It'll be a WWE statement. It better be for a publicly traded company. The shareholders are probably losing their shit right now. It should
1: be both, Yes, frankly. It should be Triple H issuing an apology and saying, yeah, I misspoke, that was a dumb thing to say, or something like that, Um, and hopefully a genuine one, because I truly believe he does genuinely care about Paige as a person. And if he hurt her feelings here, as he obviously did, deeply, um, I would like to think that he would have the common sense if not the courtesy and the, you know, empathy to give a genuine apology. And, and, and you know, either probably um, personally, like, call her up and, and and tell her. But, you know, he'll probably say something to the world at large indicating that he's done so. Um, just for, public as you said, publicity's sake, the shareholders, et cetera.
0: I'm finding myself really pissed off about this, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm, my blood's a little boily over here right now.
1: Well... I'll get, to, I'll get to some other stuff, then. I'll, I'll distract you before getting some more hot stuff here. Uh, Velveteen Dream uh, injury update. It is supposedly, quote, quite serious, and there's no timetable for his return. Oh, no. Yeah. So no idea when the Velveteen one will be coming back. So that's a little scary.
0: I almost did a Randy Orton right there and just threw my arms and my microphone across the room.
1: Well, I got some happier news for you. One of okay. your favorites. Mercedes Martinez has officially reported to the Performance Center. She has joined the performance center. She's officially part of NXT now. Is she
0: training, she's or is training. she? Oh, she's, yes. she's, she's going to so be she's involved. with Smiley, or tra- as a trainer, or she is going to compete. She's going to
1: compete. She's there as a trainee right now, but probably like you know, like a veteran like Mia Yim before her, there to God. be trained, get in the ring, work with some of these people, probably on TV as well because she's got a reputation now in WWE from her performances in the Mae Young Classic, et cetera. So. Uh, she's there. Also, Jake Atlas, local boy mm. down from down up the street. Fantastic talent. Can't wait to see him come out. Uh, he also showed up this week to the Performance Center. Um, and I'm trying to think how to transition this. Evolve, which is working with WWE and NXT specifically, is still in hot water. Uh, Gabe Sapolsky and David Starr have been going back and forth online. Uh, Stop it. Although Sapolsky's tweets have since been deleted, <laughs> David Starr exactly. has been accusing him of not paying talent. And uh, he said specifically, he doesn't give a damn about wrestler pay. This is all an act. If there's an ounce of sincerity in any of this, I would pay attention to it. It's also not factual and all in broad strokes. Then
0: stop uh, talking about it on Twitter.
1: This is, Sorry, this is Sapolsky firing back at, at David Starr. Exactly. David stop Starr talking about it on Twitter. About wrestler pay. <laughs> right. Um, Pick up the phone. Sapolsky also said about, uh, about David Starr, had numerous talents complain to me about Max Barsky, a.k.a. David Starr, stiffing them giving them concussions, and then actually blaming them for these accidents. I watched his heralded match with Valter where he selfishly no-sold to get himself over. This isn't even the match where he went into business for himself and stepped on the UK title. So there is no chance I'll ever book Max Barsky. In fact, it's known he had to move to the UK to get full-time work because he failed at his PC tryout at Impact and at Ring of Honor. Why AEW isn't interested in him, I don't know. Maybe they are. Add to this the embarrassing and offensive picture of Max Barsky taking a selfie, crying at a Holocaust memorial, and I was finished with him. Uh, Naturally, David Starr, never one to be at a loss for words, fired back and said, Gabriel, Mr. Barsky here. I see you're going with the idea that me calling out you, a carny promoter who insists people work for free or very reduced wages, is what's killing the business. I'll gladly have a public discussion with you when you actually pay all of your workers. Um wow. So that's ongoing. <laughs> David Starr not backing down, Gabe Sapolsky has since deleted his his Twitter and all the whole everything to do with that and is pretty much disavowing that it has happened. Uh finally Nick, let's 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 end with something exciting. We reportedly know who the next guest on the Broken Skull Sessions will be.
0: Well, we don't.
1: We we've heard. We've heard from PW insider is reporting this pretty is the reliable. Case. But we pretty reliable we've heard, heard. we'll have inside info here. But but. I I all my fingers <laughs> all my toes are crossed that this is true. Bret Hart might be the next guest on the Broken Skull Sessions and given how good the Undertaker and the Glenn Jacobs one that just happened that we don't have time to go over given how good those were, yes please give me that sweet Bret Hart unfiltered interview. Give it to me now. Put it in my eye holes. Put it in my ear holes, my eye holes, my nose holes, and any other holes it'll fit in. Hello. Because I want that. And that is the news, Mr.
0: Nick. <laughs> well, thank you very much for breaking that down for us, Sir Ian Dangerous, and thank you guys for hanging out with us today right here in the Danger Cave in Los Angeles. Oh, it's good to be back in L.A. from time to time, and I'm glad we were able to get the live stream yeah. set up. Found some things to fix. Thank you guys for bearing with us. Uh, have some tweaks to make, but this is the kind of motions we need to go through so mm. that when I have to travel for work or you have to travel for a holiday or something, run up north, whatever, we can still do the show, and th- that's fantastic. So exciting first run. This is the pilot episode of the remote... Rig setup. I wish you could see the the table here with it's literally it's out of camera frame on both sides of how much gear is on the uh, Ian's coffee table here. Um, Had <laughs> to expand with,
1: the coffee table right
0: <laughs> for all of this stuff. But thank you guys for bearing with us. Thank you guys for joining us today, especially everybody in the chat. Shout yeah. out to you on YouTube. And if you're just listening to the audio of this show, you're missing out. Come join us over at youtube.com/slash Busted Wide Open every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. And every Saturday at three PM Eastern, noon Pacific, for live streams and live chats during the show. As it's we're recording it here, we—in case you don't know, Ian—you um, know—we we were speculating on whether or not Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were dating or not. Are they? Uh, there's been rumor that we have a YouTube channel. Really, and for everybody that's listening to this via the podcast feed, I want to go on record and say. Yes. In fact, we do have a YouTube channel. It's YouTube.com slash Busted Wide Open. We are on that race to 1,000 subscribers. We're about halfway there. Let's get there by mania. Let's see if we can do that. (laughs) I love it, Maggle. We shot for October, didn't quite make it. We shot for the end of the year, got a little bit more further down the road, but I'm going to think of something cool to put on the line for... If we get there by WrestleMania, that gives everybody three months to get us about 500 more subscribers, which seems trivial. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's going to unlock a lot of the really cool stuff that will help us fund the show, expand it even more, give us higher quality videos, uh, full 1080 downloads and all kinds of good stuff. So absolutely, it has all kinds of value to us to get there, and we could only do it with you guys' help. So thank you to everybody that's already subscribed to the channel. If you haven't, come over and click a button and it will make our day. Thank you so much for all of the support when it comes to the YouTube channel. You can also find us over on Facebook. Uh, search for Busted Wide Open. Like our page and jump into. send us a join request to jump into the discussion group with the rest of the phenomenal ones. Mm. Uh, and in there, you will find all kinds of good news articles, memes, fun, great, positive conversations. We keep it very lively and very positive in there. Uh, no toxicity going on in that group. We're very against that. But at the top, you'll find a link pinned to our Discord community with a walkthrough of how to use Discord as well. I've got a video up there for you guys, just in case you've never seen or used Discord before. But we have chat channels for Raw, SmackDown, Ring of Honor, uh, NWA Power, R-R-R-R-R-R, AEW, all of, all of the shows. All throughout the week, there's live chats going on every single day in Discord. Thank you guys for those that have joined and help us help, us help you help us them. Usher more people over there. Thank you to Andy Jessup. Wanted to give him a shout-out for always putting the post in the Facebook group to remind people to go over to the Discord for the live chats. Uh, Thank you for doing that, and uh, the more you guys can get the rest of the wrestling community to come over and join us for live chats during those shows, the better that will be. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at BWO Podcast. I think that's it. Am I out of stuff to say? I think so. I think I have to figure out how to close the show now with the remote. But my name is Nick Howell. You can find me on Twitter at DatacenterDude. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. You can find me on
1: Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous.
0: But by God! Somebody stop the damn mask!